0: This is a lot of music. Christmas to you and yours from the Brothers in Law Podcast. Brothers in Law Music. What's going on, everybody? It's always good to be back with you. As always, this is your boy Jesse McCoy. I am joined by the world's leading legal humorist, Sean Carter. How are you doing? Very well. Okay. And we've also got, for the first time, two mm-hmm. guests on the podcast at the same time. <laughs> right? Yes, sir. <laughs> so we are joined by Kane and Vincent Anderson. How yes, you doing?
1: I'm doing awesome, sir. Thank, Thank you me for expecting. having well. How you guys doing?
0: Uh, you know, I'm doing well. I just got back from my, my son's Christmas party. Uh, at okay.
1: the Church. Uh, okay, so okay. I feel
0: sanctified and I'm ready to sit.
2: That's <laughs>
3: <it>. <laughs> all right.
2: Okay, <laughs> yes, you always, it's funny you talk about you feeling sanctified now because the, the Sunday, you know, you were in there cheering the UFC victory. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> I think we're all cheering
1: that one. Oh, yes, sir. Ooh. Still oh, cheering. Man. Yeah. That's, that's two L's You know,
2: and it happened
1: the
0: same week. week. It happened
2: the right. same right. week as
0: impeachment. Right.
2: Right. we We. <laughs> Doing well. Later, we are talking on what? it Was impeachment Eve or are we actually now officially into, I guess we're officially into impeachment time, right? Yeah, it's official now. He's
3: been impeached. All right.
2: So Trump has been just impeached by the House. We got to enjoy this until the Senate acquits him. There you go. (laughs) Right,
3: right. Exactly. (laughs) Yep.
2: Y'all seem like y'all already think that's what's gonna happen.
0: Y'all, y'all don't don't have any faith in Miss McConnell. <laughs> oh no,
3: not
4: at all. No, not at
2: all. Before <laughs> <laughs> yes, we get cool. this conversation, I do want to make sure we're clear that you know that that Vincent and Kane Anderson are are the brothers from uh, the Distinguished Twins uh, podcast. Yes, we are gonna talk about something I think that should be near and dear to their heart: brotherhood. And um, either one of you could take it over and explain to us your twinness. Uh, we, I, I think, we understand how it happened, but uh we <laughs> explain, you we know, used to be twins and growing up, the, the ultimate brothers. Yes,
1: sir. Well, I appreciate that. Um, this Kane speaking. Um, as far as you know, when it comes to our quote-unquote brotherhood as twins, it's um, the 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 craziest part about it is our dad. You know, our mom and our dad, they come from uh, East St. Louis, Illinois, so do we, but the mindset was always survival. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as brothers, in, instead of, you know, really being taught how to be brothers, it, it was just more so my parents were of the mind that they wanted us to be strong men That's okay. a, You know, rather, rather than have this like bond. So mm-hmm. we naturally work through our own problems, And kind of learn how to love one another with that that brotherhood mentality right because we were very competitive growing up and as twins it's a it's a gift and a curse because Mm -hmm. you know we were always compared to one another
3: yes
4: Mm.
1: and uh you know obviously when you start performing and you know you see someone get the accolades you might look at yourself and say, you know, man, am I good enough? And right. you know, so you <laughs> know, it, it goes, you know, it goes both ways. You know, if he does good, then it looks good on me. You know, if I do good, it looks good on him. But if he does bad, you know, th- the same scenario. So yeah, but, yeah. Wait, wait, um,
2: go back here saying because because that's something that's intriguing me here. Why mm-hmm. You know, I grew up basically as an only child. I have a little sister who's eight years younger than me. That's not the same, right?
3: Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But right, I, I did have a cousin who lived mm-hmm. like a mile away, and we were tight, you know every weekend we step at each other's houses and, and the mm-hmm. thing about it is we competed relentlessly, yeah right. now, the problem is is that he was better at than me at everything, okay
4: okay, okay.
2: <laughs> everything okay. okay I mean uh-huh. every you, me, you know it was always but it was thinking about mostly it was just a little bit, so it was even mm-hmm. more frustrating right right and 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 I you know, I love the brother. But 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 I have some resentment, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I can imagine looking okay, at someone who's sharing my DNA yeah. <laughs> uh, and you guys so you guys play football and you different. didn't play the same position, right? You play different positions.
1: Yes. sir. Yes, sir. Uh, it's funny because <laughs> when we were going into little league football, yeah, we went in and you know, we were we knew we were gonna be good just because my uncle played yeah. And, uh, he was a, a pretty good, uh, football player. He was nationally recognized. And so, right. you know, it was like in our DNA. And so, before we went out on our first day, we were, we were talking about who was going to be the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> because my, my, my uncle was a quarterback. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, Vincent, he was like you know he's like well i want to be the quarterback so i said like, okay cool you can be the quarterback i'll be the running back whatever right <laughs> and uh you know the first day we went out there we were everybody you know they, they let the kids run around and kind of throw the ball and run and just to check them out just bit. to check them out and see what they have and um the the coach said hey you know kane you're gonna be the quarterback and he said vincent you'll be the running back and from that day Forward Never changed. It never changed. Really? I, I played quarterback for 17 years after that. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. Yeah. I mean, and, and that was the thing. I mean, being in, you know, being on the same team, we played on the same little league team, high school team, collegiate team. We even played professionally together as well on, on our team. And um, it, we were always, as he stated, you know, it was always a, a, a comparison going on. And we were very successful. Mm-hmm uh you know, just throughout our entire football career. So there was always a comparison going on, uh whether it was on the offensive side or the defensive side of the ball, because although Kane did play quarterback, he played d- defense as well. And me naturally being a receiver, I played some defensive back as well. Which was probably my strong suit, but I was pretty good on both sides, like, not to too long horn. He was pretty good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, See that built-in representation. <laughs> yes, There you go.
1: Yes. There you go. Always so, right. my number one receiver. Yes, sir. So, but I mean, you know, so the the comparisons they were there, and uh, you know, sometimes you know, you like like Kane mentioned, you know, we would we would kind of look at one another and and kind of you know compare ourselves in a sense because people always.
4: You know, they they put it out there, so we thought that that was
1: natural. But, um, you know, for the most part, we we supported each other throughout our entire careers, and there was, you know, plenty of times where we butted heads, and especially me being a receiver, and uh, you know, right. and being the QB, you know, and so naturally, it's like if I didn't get the ball sometimes, you know, I'm frustrated. <laughs> you know, like,
4: what are you doing, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like throw the ball, you know, but uh you know at the end of the day i I wouldn't trade that experience for anything because it really taught me uh so much about uh brotherhood and how to be a brother and you know how to support my brother, even when things weren't going my way, so I wouldn't trade it for the world, yeah
2: well, you know and, and I was telling just before you got here I was telling telling you know the Anderson brothers how you know I met and and had breakfast with Vincent. Yes, and I was telling Kane, it was like he was there because <laughs> the first thing that he said to me is, like, I'm a twin. And, yeah, then right. so, and I kind of asked him, I said, Well, you know, do you like your brother? <laughs> 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 now, here's the thing is, that's a question that should always be yes, but it's not always yes, right? Right. And he was like, sure. That's what I do. That, you know, we do this, we do that, we do that. And yeah, no. I was like, Wow. You know, yeah. these are brothers who, who actually still like each other as grown men. Yeah. You know? There you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's. It's interesting because we compare it to a marriage, right? Um, it's a lot of give and take because we did we we left our parents' house when we were seventeen years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, never went back, and so we we lived together and we had the split duties. I would uh, cook, Man. yeah, and uh, he would uh, do wash laundry dishes, and do wash dishes, do and- laundry, and you know I had other uh, duties as well. But it's it was just. Amazing, you know, getting to this point
4: Uh (laughs) and uh,
1: just realizing even now, even at uh, 34 years old, we're still learning one another because as men, as brothers, we weren't taught how to have that humility with one another. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when that maturity kicks in now, it's, you know, we can actually talk about, you know, things that bother us and not get defensive and things like that. So (laughs) it's. Like I said, it's a gift and a curse because you're so close, you're so much alike, and you know, you know how it is. It doesn't matter if it's your wife, if it's your kids, if you're around someone all the time, you're gonna butt heads. Yeah, well, true. Do you do yeah. you guys have those
2: twin magical powers though? Like, can you feel each other? Yes,
1: oh, absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah, without a doubt. So that's know. a real thing. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's a, a real thing. <laughs> I mean, because you even know, like, uh, with your spouse? You know, because you've been around your spouse so long. You know, that energy is real. You, yeah. You can feel, you know, your spouse doesn't even have to say anything to you. You know, something's <laughs> off. Exactly. <laughs> and so,
2: <laughs> it, yeah, that's not, that's not, that's not a superpower, brother. That right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whenever we were kids, um, and, you know, we would be in school, our father, he was very militant. Mm-hmm. And so he was, he was a provider and a disciplinary. And that was, that was the extent of, okay. of, of his, uh, role in our life, mm-hmm. right? and so um whenever we would get in trouble we would already know yes before we even got out of class and saw each other passing through the hallway like man like what happened you know and so we knew you know because we feared our father
3: yeah (laughs) we
1: feared him so it was like god dang it like you got in trouble again like uh, (laughs) (laughs) so you know we felt for one another we would try to you know sit there and just try to game plan like okay how can we get out of this one how can we get you out of this one in? yeah <laughs> it didn't work
2: you were both responsible for each other like if one of you got in trouble you both got in trouble It, it seemingly
1: <clears throat> like we like my parents they didn't punish us you know simultaneously you know right. if one person was guilty uh-huh. but when it came to outside of the home uh-huh. you know if <laughs> man if he did something bad i look bad you know oh okay. yeah you know, and, and I carried each other's burdens. We really did. I mean, and and so, I mean, and what our parents did, but, you know, just imagine, you know, here's your twin, you know, your roll dog, you do everything together. So once he goes under punishment, what do you do? Sure, you right?
3: know, you go outside, you
1: lost. <laughs> 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 so we're, we're, you know, trying to run around the neighborhood and it's like, you know, I don't have my brother with me. Yeah, so after you was there you go. <laughs> It was always a, a disadvantage, and you know we, we certainly got in our fair share of trouble. I mean, we, we were, we were, we were pretty rough as kids. Yeah, a little bit, a little
2: yeah, bit. Yeah. We had to
1: be coming from
2: well, that, well, absolutely. Then, then Justin, you got to get in here because because told stories where uh, you seem to be a little rough too as a kid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I think some similar circumstances, uh, except for, you know, I, I didn't have a follow figure there. Uh, and I feel like I had to figure out a lot of things and I've actually had, uh, I've been blessed. I I don't have a twin, but I am married to an identical twin Uh, and my aunts also were identical twins and the first clients I represented (laughs) as an attorney (laughs) were identical
4: twins.
0: And, um, just, just to give you a snippet of the stuff I dealt with. Uh one client was a pastor whose name had gotten besmirched in the paper because the other pa- the, the other client was a Stone Cold criminal. <laughs> and he was using the pastor's name uh <laughs> whenever he would get in trouble so that he wouldn't catch the full wrath of the sentence. Oh, <laughs> oh. wow.
1: So you yeah. get it then. You understand. Oh. I, I
2: understand. I understand.
3: Wow.
1: Oh yeah I know
2: you, did, I, you know I did not know that Nish was 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 a twin now at what you know what with, with are telling us does that sort of resonate with her experiences growing up with her sister
0: I mean they're like built in best friends ah, so there we go i mean every the the cool thing about it is you know if I'm not around, I know who she's gonna be on the phone with yeah right. um, the, right. the other side of it though is. To a certain extent, I feel like as as the person who kinda of married into the situation, yeah. I feel like I'm kind of responsible for both. Right? Really? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I wanna make sure both of them say make sure they both are, you know, right. happy and everything. And wow. it's just one of those things where like I know my wife won't be completely happy yeah. unless they're both happy.
1: Right. there you go oh, man that's, that's big that's big. that's huge that's a good one right? Right. I, I mean to see it from uh to hear it from that perspective yeah you know you marrying a twin you know because uh my wife you know she would always say like you know if something was wrong with me she'd be like what's wrong you know like you're not talking to your brother like what's going on Like, you get into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know what i mean and she knows you know that if, if something was off with my brother, then you know I was probably gonna be a little bit off off, off my marker at home. So yep. uh, you know it's it's certainly that that connection is, is so deeply rooted. And I feel for you, brother. <laughs> I feel for you. You, know, you gotta. Yeah. Now,
2: now, Jesse, you know, like you said, you know, I know you, you know you grew up with your mom, and but but you obviously you know probably had some male influences, you know, who were you know big. So so what was that? Was that more sort of peers, or do you have like an older uncle, or how did that work out? Um, so
0: I had a godfather who was a reformed pimp. Uh, and, um, Ooh, all right. you know, okay. like, like legit. Uh, like, who right. used to okay. take him to meet Susie on the corner and pick up his money and make his collections. Uh, okay. you know, all right. All right. it was uh, a very interesting experience growing up, but he uh-huh. changed and, and, uh, ultimately towards the end of his life became a deacon in the church and mm. somebody that the community, you know, it was good because he's one of these people who I see. Who people on both sides of the tracks in the community respected him so his funeral right, yeah. was well attended we had mm. people who literally just came out to jail and came cuz he mentored them and we wow. had people who were you know city officials and dignitaries who came wow. uh, one of his ex-girlfriends uh, when, when I went to when, when I went to law school uh, mm. he was like oh i got to introduce you to this little lady i used to mess around with and now mm. she's a judge so <laughs> wow, wow. bill yeah. benefits there um, right. But yes, yeah. Like, yeah, she used to represent me when I used to get hemmed up. So you used right? go talk to her. And she was like, yeah, you know, anything you need, uh, if you need a recommendation, whatever the case may be. And she's yeah. always made herself available just on the strength of him and his work and his reformation uh-huh. and all that stuff. That's so cool. for me, it was, and I think the only thing, and this is going to sound really weird, but I feel like until I, I built that relationship with him. I felt unprotected, so it's almost like you have to you have to maximize your level of aggression to right. a subhuman point in right. order to not be taken advantage of. Because you know my mom ain't coming to help; she at work. Right, so, and, right. coming. Right. Uh, you know, I don't have to. Like the, the thing about only child is when you get in the fight, you better win. They gonna call somebody, and you don't have nobody. Exactly. Right. But with him, because he just carries so much respect everywhere in the city, yeah. then his thing was, well, who you got a problem with? Exactly. And we go. pull up in his truck, and he's like, "Yo, he with me." Now yeah. I have no worries. Like everybody's go. good. There you know? we go. Um, so that was cool. And I think some of the life lessons that I, I feel like I picked up mm-hmm. from him, even though he wasn't necessarily educated, um, mm. I, I picked up life lessons about how to take care of your family. Yeah, there you um, go. How to be responsible how to make sure yeah. your money, the count needs to always be right.
4: Yeah. Um,
0: you know, just being on top and don't let people take advantage of you. Like uh-huh. that kind of thing. Lessons that you wouldn't expect to come mm-hmm. from that avenue.
3: Um, right. Ju- right. You know, actually,
2: just to kind of ground yeah, no, me. I would expect them to come from that avenue. <laughs> right. Where, where's my money? is oh, yeah, grammar. where's my money? <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: I, I had to work hard to reel that back in and, and right. say it in a much yeah. more professional manner. Like uh, yeah, exactly. You see some
2: short measts of money. You
0: got to right. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. There
2: you go. You yeah. <laughs> know, was... no, no, exactly. But you know, the thing about it is, is that, you know, we all have to have, you know, someone, right? You know, and, and I think it's yeah. the thing. You know, we sometimes forget is like, you know, <laughs> you don't just automatically at eighteen become a man. Exactly. Very, exactly.
1: Yeah. exactly.
2: Someone's got to sort of teach you how to do that.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Hey, I was gonna ask you guys. Uh, what is you you all's uh, relationship? Are you real brothers in law?
2: <laughs> so oh. the law part comes from the fact that we're both lawyers. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. J- Jesse and I met. We all should be met once a long time ago. Was it ten years ago now? Oof. yeah, more than ten years ago at this point. Twelve. Yeah. Uh, he went to law school, and I went to speak at the law school there. Okay. Mm. And mm. you know that wasn't and we you know lost touch and didn't really think about it and then we ended up getting connected through Facebook. Mm,
3: okay. Yeah,
0: because we both
2: and write and on for, Facebook.
0: We we
3: have yeah, a lot of oh yeah.
2: about
0: the most radical stuff in the world and yeah. uh, and you know and it was it was a connecting point. But I, I'll tell you this: the one thing about Sean Carter that I have admired ever since I, I met him, mm. he came in and he found a lane to go into that is not the traditional lane that everybody tries to push you in. Yeah. Right. This lane of Legal humorist. And I thought he was the most hilarious person that I had ever heard. And I was like, look at that brother. That man is free. Right. He's liberated. Right. Right. That's that's what I wanna be. I wanna be liberated. Somebody smart, somebody who can give you complex information, but you can digest it because Mm -hmm. it's funny. Even if it makes you feel bad about the state of our law and some of the stuff that we got going on. So I was That's like, it. yo, this this guy's great. And, you know, mm-hmm. you just follow him and, and you see he's doing all kinds of great writing and yeah. all this stuff. So I was like, man, this is somebody that I would aspire to be like. The yeah, problem is I, I graduated from law school in 2008 when there were no jobs. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. So, um, you know, in, in the quest to try to find freedom, I had to uh, sell my soul for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, work my way out of some situations,
3: um, right, right. and
0: and you know, and what I would do is when I would get frustrated, I would go to Facebook, mm-hmm. and just write you know four page posts about what happened either in the news or in life or whatever, and mm-hmm. people started you know liking it, and yeah. then I would look at Sean's stuff and people would like it, so yeah. I think we just connected right. based on that.
2: Although I think yeah. I met you actually through 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 Nish. The- mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. You did absolutely. So, so through Jesse's wife, um, she was also a lawyer, um, oh, yeah. and, and, and so, but, but anyway, oh, right. you, you know, I you know, I, I love my life when I listen to it through through Jesse's ears. Oh, um, it's a lot right? more exciting uh, than, than, than sometimes it, it is. But I've I've been blessed to be able to do this. Yeah. It's it, fortunate, you know, like you said, you know, I got lucky in the sense that. I found a way to use, a, you know, a talent I have to be able mm-hmm. to, you know, make a living by just finding this niche. And and what makes me, I can honestly say, the country's probably the world's foremost legal humorist is yeah. that nobody else does it. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> So that makes, that makes it simple because most people want to know jobs and benefits and and some sense. So I get that. Um, It's it's, it's, it's been a fun thing. You know, Jesse's funny is that, you know, I, when I first, you know, started getting in touch with him and, and watching his post on, on Facebook and I was wanting to approach him about the podcast, but I didn't know that actually, you know, this brother is, is talented. So all the bumpers, the one you just heard, listen to the podcast as a listener, the ones you hear every week, Jesse does those. Oh, okay. He, he writes them. He does the voices on them. You know, wow. Jesse is, is, has talent in the sense that you know. Sometimes I wish I had like I voices and and you know being able to sing. Yeah, right. we were, there was one early podcast Jesse where you mm-hmm. were singing. I played to Renee. I was like. That's the boy. That boy can sing. I got him
3: Right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> that boy can sing. Yeah. Like, exactly. She was like, I was like, I was like, at that, that scene from, uh, you know, Coming to America. That boy's good. good. <laughs> that boy can sing. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That boy good. He good. The,
0: the miracles of editing software. <laughs> right. There you yeah, go.
2: They suggested that auto-tune might have had something to do with it. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah.
1: That, that, that can help. Hey, Sean, actually, um, uh, not to cut anybody off. uh. Yeah. It's funny, I was uh, speaking with my buddy, he's, uh, he's a few years older than me, and um, I was uh, mentioning, because I met with him uh, yesterday, we had coffee, um, and I was telling him that we were going to join you guys for your podcast, and when I mentioned your name, he was like, hold on, he was like, and he I think he said something about, did you used to write um, maybe a column in mm-hmm. the paper
2: or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, said you know, I, I I wrote for the ABA um, journal uh, years and years ago, and uh, they fired me in in two thousand, I think, in, in, in six. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote from like two thousand three or two thousand six, and it was funny because it it, it was it's one of it's been one of the most impactful things ever happened in my life, wow. getting fired. Mm-hmm. And here's why: because at the time. I was, one, they were paying me um like, you know, 350 bucks a column, which is like 1400 bucks a month. So, you know, it's a, it's a bill, right? It's a good bill. It's a mortgage or whatever, right? It's, it's, right. And it, so that was, you know, good. But more importantly, I was getting a lot of my business from them. Ah. With people who read the column, like this guy, right? And right, so right. at that point, I was like, oh, my God, this is the worst that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. But what it made me do is finally get off my butt and go, oh, no, 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 you got to go out there and get it, Sean. You can't Dang. just wait for me to come see you. And yep. so it turned out within a couple of years, it was the best thing ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but at the time it was catastrophic. Right. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I, and, 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 and think about getting fired in the quote unquote media and calling me mm-hmm. the Journal media is, is a stretch. I'll grant it. Right. You know, if you've ever heard of like a radio, you get fired. They don't like, you know, have a luncheon. It's not like retirement in basketball where you do a tour around in various okay. arenas. You right. were all in one minute, and the next minute, you just gone. Right. right. There was no, like, goodbye column. So I people follow me, and it was just like, what happened, Sean? I went, exactly. I went was just gone, right? Yeah. Right. And, and that was the thing that kind of really freaked me out. I was like, wow, they don't play. Yeah, at you all. You on, you know, from from, you know, column or whatever, They're, you're just gone.
1: Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah, that's a – I had a buddy uh, in radio, actually, who got fired out here. Yeah. And And uh, he – I mean, he lost his mind because he was on the radio for quite a few years out here. Mm-hmm. And uh, it actually ended up being a big blessing for him because mm-hmm. now he's in Atlanta on, I think, the top radio station in the country. Yeah. So. V103? There you go. Yeah, yeah. There, there you go. go. Yeah. <laughs> there you oh, go. really? Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, J times three. Yeah, Gerard Johnson. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. With big
2: yeah, like, Sometimes, you know, those things are, are, are blessings sometimes, but, boy, the time. Woo, it Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just a little kick in the butt. That's it. <laughs> but, yeah. After the fact. Yeah. yeah but yeah um yeah so brotherhood i know we kind of you know deviated deviated a little bit we talked about that but um anything else you guys
2: my, i thought of this for you guys when we were trying to figure you know something to talk about and the name sort of worked out and, and the circumstances but one right. thing i admire about all three of you you know is the fact that you seem to have you know this 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 would be the word for it. You know, th- th- this, this understanding that I think I, I don't, I, I lack a little bit. I don't have as much uh, mm-hmm. of, of, of brotherhood in the sense that, you know, with twins, Jesse, one of the things I admire most about him is mm-hmm. that, you know, he has a real sense of kinship of not just brotherhood, but sisterhood, but particularly for, for black people, particularly yeah. where mm-hmm. Jesse's got your back. All right. I know them. if I'm, if I were to be arrested in a Tijuana jail and it can help. <laughs> <laughs> um, that you know, there, there are a few people I will be on my short list to call. Jesse be the first one because okay. I know one he's gonna he's gonna actually believe me that I'm innocent. Yeah. Or I might not uh-huh. be, and two <laughs> he be trying to get me
3: out. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, you I, are uh, innocent,
0: brother. You innocent until they prove you guilty. In the exactly. Court <laughs> there, you go. there you
1: go. Oh yeah, and uh, and I, I I can agree to that. I mean, when, when you talk about his fervor um, for uh, just you know black people in general. Right. Um, that, that, that's something that, that really attracted me to Jesse as well. I know you made that connection, but, you know, I, I pay attention to, you know, your writings uh, quite often, Jesse. I mean, and especially as of late, um, you, you're extremely intelligent, extremely knowledgeable, especially about black history. And I think oh, that that's you. so powerful and, and impactful. And, and it really aligns a lot with what I I do with my research as far as a community developer and understanding because a lot of my focus, I focus on uh, African American children. And that's Mm -hmm. that's my heart, my passion. I'll I'll do that Mm -hmm. until I leave this earth. But, uh, you know, just a lot of the the information that you have, you know, I think that is so important. And and just imagine, of course, you know, the position that you're in today, you know, just imagine if every African American child had access to that information and, and could understand that I too can become you know this this influential you know uh, uh, figure or even in just I can be a become a lawyer or I can become yeah. an engineer or a doctor or anything to, uh, of yeah. the sort. And so when I when I read your writings, I'm so you know just drawn in because the the passion it jumps off the page, it jumps off the screen. So I, I can certainly appreciate that. And like you said, I I can see your love and passion you know for black people because if you look around. It, and you really look at how we're socializing black people. It's not, it's not, we're, we're not going to feel a lot of that love mm-hmm. uh, consistently, you know, from our people, because I, I say it a lot of times to my brother that we're a product of this country and many, many of ways,
4: mm-hmm. as we
1: have been taught in a lot of ways to hate ourselves. And so when you see, you know, brothers, successful brothers at that as well, um, who have a big platform, who still You know just are unashamed about their love for black people Mm -hmm. you know that's something that you know i I think is so admirable because Mm -hmm. it's so easy to lose sight of that once you get up because now you're up you don't have to worry about the little man anymore if you don't want to you know and we see that a lot with a lot of our successful people and so to see you still fighting a good fight and still stepping in and, and and speaking for the little little man I just I applaud you, brother. You know I respect you, mm-hmm. and I and, and that goes for both of you guys. Yeah, you know, both of you guys. It's it's something. Actually, my my twin brother, he turned me on to you, Sean, uh, with with a post that you had that went viral, mm-hmm. and you know he was like, man, he said, you know, I I think, man, this brother right here, you got to follow him. You <laughs> know, he said, he, you know, he speaks up for black people, you yeah. know, and, and our issues, and and he does it so eloquently, you yeah. know, and, and with humor and everything, you know, infused into it, and so when I took a look, I said, man, this, this brother, he's on to something, you know. And so for both of you guys, you know, I admire you both mm-hmm. and I respect you immensely. Um, and mm-hmm. we both do. And yes. so, you know, for what you guys are doing, you know, it's certainly an honor and a pleasure to be guests on your podcast. So thank you. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I certainly appreciate that. And I, I just want to put this out there, too. Like one of the reasons why, first of all, I was bred into this. Right. So my my mother was big on had me read books that were way out of my grade level from an early age and doing reports. So I read mm-hmm. everything from Die, Nigga, Die, H. Rap Brown, uh, mm-hmm. Up From Slavery, Souls of Black yeah. Folks. Like, I go. had to know that stuff. Uh, Autobiography mm-hmm. of Malcolm X. Like I had wow. to know it. Then wow. on top of that, once you like know that and you have a sense of identity, there what you I go. started realizing at an early age was there were a lot of people, particularly educators, who were not uh, forthcoming and trying to support people in those in those quests. So it was like if you were black, automatically you are a failure. You need to um, you know, you your go. ADHD or whatever yeah. the case <clears> may be. Yeah. And yeah. some of the people I knew, despite the fact that we came from a low income background, right. these people were geniuses. Right. Like, right. I knew right. a dude <laughs> even, even the people who were doing the wrong thing. I, mm-hmm. I tell Sean all the time, there was a guy in the county where I was living, on the street that I lived on, mm-hmm. who basically was the biggest drug dealer in the city. He was 15 years old, right? People lined up, grown people laid off by the factory, lined up on the first and 15 to give him money, and he did all kinds of reckless stuff because he's 15. But at the same time, I'm like, to even have the the thought process to be able to formulate an organization like that. And then I look at, you know, black people oftentimes, when I was growing up, got shunned for things that are really unique and creative. So if you were black and you... (laughs) play chess or if you were black and you, you know, like robots or whatever the case may be, like people would go and try to shun you. And what I've realized now as an adult is those people were pioneers and trendsetters because they come from a lineage of people who were pioneers and trendsetters and our accomplishments in this country and in Africa always get downplayed for white supremacy ideology, right? So, you know, if, if, Everybody likes to reduce George Washington Carver to peanuts, yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they, they don't want to talk about all the things that he went through, even his upbringing. The reason why he became right, the reason why he became a botanist was because he was freaking taken into a white family who castrated him yep. because yeah. they had a daughter, right? Yeah. And he yes, couldn't sir. trust. He couldn't trust the people that essentially we were feeding him and raising him. Yep. So mm-hmm. he built relationships with plants yeah. that are so unique that he was able to get medicinal value yep. from yeah. plants at a time when nobody was even thinking about plants. Exactly. And when go. they started having things like boll weevil issues and, mm-hmm. and plagues all across the, the, the country, the mm. only person who could figure it out was him. Now, yep. in yeah. 2019, yep. all these white companies are advertising what? Plant-based. There and you awesome go all this stuff, but nobody wants to cite credit to the actual source. At all. It's paper, and it's all designed to keep us in the same box. Like if people yep. don't know that they have the ability to go out here and do amazing things that change yeah. the world, yeah. then they'll always be complacent with, well, I'm just going to get a factory job or yeah, there I'm you just going to do this. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what I do is I try to encourage on one front But on the Mm -hmm. other front, I also feel like what those books taught me is there are a lot of life challenges that you don't even appreciate that you read about until you go through it. Right, Right. You know, everything with, like, the autobiography of Malcolm X especially, you're dealing with somebody who's writing about a transition from essentially being an orphan to being a criminal to being one of the most prolific people that existed, the only person challenging the paradigm. Right. Uh, So you're dealing with somebody who's gone through so many different facets Mm -hmm. that you can connect because maybe, you know, I can connect with a Detroit Red and his. There you go. Absolutely. Who may not have had that experience can connect with uh, El Haj Malik El Shabazz, right? There we go. Or you might connect with Malcolm Little, right? There you go. The whole thing is if we can connect and see that we all have a universal platform, we can get somewhere. And I think, lastly, If we, if we understand kind of how to get where we need to go and we've got these examples, the only thing that's really missing is what we're talking about tonight. It's the brotherhood. So somebody who can be supportive of your ventures and supportive of you, no matter what the media tells you, no matter yes. what anybody <laughs> wants to say about you. And for me, I even extend it to like our sisters, like everybody, if I can support our sisters without there we having go. a sexual interest in it, just saying – No, she's dope. That's why we need to support her. There we go. You're not going to disrespect her because I'm not going loud. Right. So just to have a community, what I think that does is it it comes back because just like you were saying, community development, you are taking your talents to go back into our community to help Mm -hmm. our kids who Mm -hmm. probably wouldn't have seen somebody who looks like them being successful. Yes, and sir. whereas you go in and you teach kids, let's say you got a class of 20 kids, that's 20 lives that you just changed. And they come out and teach 20 people. Thank so it's the only yeah. way that we kind of work around. And, um, you know, what I'll what I also say is I do a lot of communication with, uh, I used to teach a class via Periscope to students in Kenya about black history. Okay. Wow. So in Kenya, what people are dealing with is the ramifications of long-term colonization. Yeah, right?
3: sure. And
0: oftentimes they have resources, they have Mm -hmm. stuff readily available, Mm -hmm. but those resources have bureaucratic red tape over it because of the colonization. They don't have a lot of the things that people in America take for granted, education, um, exposure to opportunity. So my dream here, ultimately, before I die, is for us to be able to build a pipeline of information connecting black Africans and black African-Americans so that they can benefit from what we know. We can benefit from the resources that they got access to. And we can all have some joint transatlantic experience so that we don't have to sit back and talk about how white supremacy has reduced us or how we can't do it because the white man said we can't do it. We can get money without white man, right?
2: You know, I got to tell you, I'm so happy to hear this conversation amongst you youngins. <laughs> um, and, and I teach you, you know. But I'm, I'm maybe you know at least ten years older than all of you. I'm, I'm fifty two, so I'm about you know you know I'm a little I'm quite, quite a bit older than, than than you. And the thing about it, it's funny is I didn't realize the difference. But growing up as a kid, I realized it was something that was common with every black show I ever watched. And mm-hmm. I'm talking about whether it was Sanford, and Son, whether it was Good Times, whether it was um, Jeffersons. Here, mm-hmm. what was the number one theme? I want to get away from black people. That's it. Yep. If I can make it, it means getting away from black people. There yeah. you go. Every episode of the good times, all they want to do is what? Get out of the ghetto. Get That's away from black yeah. Every yeah. episode, George Jefferson, the whole song, the theme song, he's dead. Yeah, moving them. on Get away from black yeah. people. Come on now. And, and so the problem is that people who, you know, and, and they come up, you know, just a little bit older right. than you, I have to confess, I, you know, I wasn't this quote unquote woke until I had kids. There, there you were go. teenagers who did not have my white pass. Yeah,
3: see,
2: there you go. See, as a lawyer, a Harvard educated lawyer, I got a white pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. the last three times I got pulled over by the cops, I didn't even get a ticket. Mm, wow. Mm. And, and the reason is because I was able to let them know very quickly that I'm a lawyer mm-hmm. and that I was on the way to go speak to a group of other lawyers who were even more powerful than them.
3: There you go. yeah. There you go. <laughs> yes, yeah, there you
2: I'm go. going to speak at a judicial conference. If I don't show up there tomorrow, they're going to come looking for, for me.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but
2: here's the thing is, what, what I finally realized is that I have that past. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to realize it, but um, but my kids don't. Bottom line. Right? And so Bottom my line. kids got old enough to realize, oh, man. And then I started to realize, oh, my God, all these other brothers and sisters I left behind. And there mm-hmm. were people like me who, you know, for most of our lives were taught that the way you get ahead in life is you get a little education, a little money, and you yep. get the hell away from other black people. That's yep. it. Yep. That's it. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to see brothers coming back, which is so important. You know, I've mm-hmm. learned it myself well, recently. It's like, you know, you know, when people my age complain about the kids, that's it, not their fault. We didn't yeah, no. give them that, 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 that community that was given to us. Because yeah, thank all, you. in an all-black neighborhood, of yep. people who had variants, Some people had degrees, other people didn't, but, mm-hmm. but they were going with black people. One, because they didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, yeah. You couldn't necessarily go move in every neighborhood. But, but but they so there were there was a doctor a couple blocks from my from my house a couple doctors in my neighborhood mm. you know that doesn't happen these days no, so I yeah. grew up always knowing that there was another way there like, you go or, or avenues that people you know every profession the of color blue collar white collar you know all the stuff in the middle you know Beautiful. because black people were sort of tied to our community yeah uh-huh. so this idea of you know where the only black people you'd see now are the last black people didn't get out.
1: There you go, right, right? There you go. Yeah. Yes, sir.
3: Yeah, that's that's
1: yeah, that, true. That, that's that's powerful. It's funny because um, Jesse, when you were speaking, and I just shared the article in our group chat on uh, Facebook, but I read this quote today, and it just speaks exactly to what you were saying about you know, with with kids. I want to just share it. it says uh, when people feel powerless to solve their problems, they are more likely to embrace what they be- believe to be inevitable. There you go. Mm-hmm and i think that's so heavy because mm-hmm. you know if you don't if you don't have that encouragement and you don't have hope mm-hmm. at least you know or see an example right. you know right. of, of where you can go or what your the possibility of what you could be mm-hmm. then the inevitable right you if you were born poor you like well this is what i accept there you right go. you right. accept your position quote yeah. unquote in life and Yeah, You know, I think that's powerful where you say to build that pipeline with that information. Because I know for my brother and I, we were standout athletes. You know, we did some freakish things physically, you know, on paper, and we were proud of that. But once we realized that we were uh, racehorses, you know, essentially on a professional level, (laughs) (laughs) we we, uh, decided once we saw this documentary on black history, it i mean it rocked us to the core yeah and i'll never forget it mm-hmm. that's when we said, you know what i'm okay with not playing sports because we grew up believing that you could only make it through an entertainment avenue mm-hmm. yeah. and we honestly we started to literally believe in ourselves which we've always done well in school but we never you know strive to do great in school exactly. because we didn't think that that was the path for us right. we yeah. knew that we saw all of these black athletes and entertainers, yeah. and we felt like this is our, our route. But mm-hmm. when we learn that history, yeah, it just it completely changed our whole lives, you know, mentally. Exactly. I mean, and and to to add to that, again, this is what I what I'm, my dissertation is really about. Mm-hmm. Is um, and I'll I'll probably wrap that up in like March, but um, what 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 it's about is the way that our kids are socialized and. Um, the, the media, uh, the K through 12, uh, system, the, the education, the curriculum is, uh, biased, you know, Ooh. especially racially biased. And so right. I was looking at a study and it was, it was just heartbreaking. And, um, it's, it stated that out of 4,500 young black males, their number one role models that they listed was a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that, that broke my heart. You, you just talk about 98%.
3: Yeah.
1: Right. out of 4,500 and the other 2%, they listed uh, in entertainment. And so, (laughs) you know, when I saw that, you know, it it really spoke volumes to me and and, uh, through my nonprofit organization, I actually have a couple initiatives that um, I'll be rolling out as soon as I finish up my program, really in the process of getting started. But uh, you know, have an initiative of of how to try to disseminate uh, information. To african African-Americans, two, two African-American children throughout the country. And so it's a national initiative that I've been working on for about about five years now. And I've pretty much got it down now. So, you know, you guys, you know, guys like you and, yep. and, and other individuals, you know, who have a platform and w- who can connect to the little man, I, I would love to connect, you know, after the show for sure, especially uh, because when you when you speak about who we are and, you know, Jesse, I know you touched on. Um, just as far as, you know, how do we support one another and, you know, we see one another and, and, and it comes down to, when you're talking about community development, it's it's two aspects that you need in order to be classified as a community developer. And that's solidarity and agency. If you're not working to create those, you're not a community developer. And so Mm. when I think about it, of course, solidarity is first and foremost, but it's very difficult for African-Americans to have any solidarity when the majority of the information that we ingest doesn't come from people who look like us. And so, you know, we're 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 told that we're this, that we're that. We're we're probably the most, I mean, just fractured population of people globally, because again, if you look at our history throughout this country, everything was taken from us. That was in, you know, just natural to us, our culture, our indigenous ways Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. So um, you know, a lot of like I said, a lot of work that I've been doing. Uh, of course, connected with the right people and so on and so forth, and especially with our athletic background for one of the initiatives, you know, we believe that it could be successful. So again, solidarity and agency. So how do we get African Americans to identify at least, of course, the intersectionality, we can't neglect that, we can't disregard that. But there has to be a common ground somewhere where we can identify uh, as one, and also the agency, how do we empower our our, our, uh, population to become self-sufficient. So that's what I'm about. You know, I know you talk about creating that pipeline from here to Africa, which is so great. And I'm I'm certainly trying to do some of those same things. Uh, but, you know, I mean, we are, me and my brother and I, uh, but also, like I said, how do we get to, because then I would tell my advisor this all the time, I'm not concerned. You can tell me all these statistics, uh, these statistics of, well, when you look at African American children, uh, the ones who don't do well, you know, poverty comes into play, you know, economic, socioeconomic status. But at the same time, it, it it comes down to the information that they're ingesting from the beginning that makes them believe that they're intellectually inferior as well. Because mm-hmm. right. then we get into you know um, mm-hmm. uh, stereotype threat, you know, and we get sure. into all those things. I can go on and on about it, but yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, again, I think that you know a lot of what you you spoke on, both you and Sean, mm-hmm. you know, I think that is so important. Like Sean, when you say you know you had kids, and it kind of hits you then. Yeah. You know, we begin to understand. You know, uh, what, what what our kids are reading, and you know what what they're they're looking at on television. It, it's it's so impactful and so powerful, and and it's so important that we control that information. And, and I think that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very, like I said, it's very powerful and, and, um, it's such a pleasure to hear that coming from you, you too, yeah. especially with the heights that you've reached, uh, yes. academically and mm-hmm. just career wise as well, just as, you know, African American brothers. So yeah. I I'd love to hear that.
2: I, but I think one of the challenges you mentioned there is, is the fact that, you know, it's so easy to begin to believe the hype that and it was always in you know embedded upon me that you know I was exceptional black. I I wasn't like the other ones.
3: There you go. There you go. Yep. <laughs> That's there you go. That sounds good. There you go. Yep.
2: And, and you know and, and people have said, you know, I I wanted to ask recently people, and maybe we'll just do it here, you know, have you ever received, you know, one of those black handed compliments, right, where oh. <laughs> <laughs> like a backhand, you know, it, 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 it was meant to be a compliment. I, I'm absolutely convinced that, you know, think about it. Brothers your size, especially, it's not like in people our size, you know, a lot of white people come to us and try to insult us to our faces. Like
3: my, were, my,
2: my. right? Bottom right. really right. to say something nice. But I've had uh-huh. everything from, you know, you're articulate, which is like, really? How was I sorry? Right.
3: There a you go. Yes.
2: You're surprised I can speak, right? Yeah. right. Thank you. Yes. Or the idea that... Uh, my favorite one is I heard it twice in Utah. I'm a credit to my race. Oh wow. My wow. <laughs> wow! 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 Yeah, that's a good one right there, right? Yeah. Wow! You don't think a damn thing about black people, do you? You hear me? You, you thought a clown was the best that we produced, right? Really? Right? You yeah. heard of all these other people?
1: I mean, I, I can. I think the the worst that I've heard is you know I've been real you know guy you know friendly with some you know white folks and they say. Ah, oh, you know what, Vince? Like, you're not black. Right.
3: <laughs> <not> yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that is, oh my gosh, infuriating. I mean, and I immediately walk away, and I have to sabotage it in every situation because I know what you think. Not just of me, but just as a black people as a whole. And yeah, that's right. dangerous. Yep, that's dangerous. Yep. Yeah. I don't oh, want to yeah, be the exceptional yeah. Negro. I don't want to be him. <laughs> I want, you know, give me the same respect that you would give that brother on the corner with a 40 in his hand. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's a human being. Yeah. At okay. the end of the day. And oh, so I, I don't care about my education or anything that I've accomplished. You know, I, we're all human beings. So we, we deserve that, that dignity. Yeah. And well, I, I, mean, I don't and, and care about that. Thing.
2: The difference between that brother and us is that somebody recognized something in us early. Thank you recognizing him, even though he might have had it.
3: Right. There we go. There go. That's it. So yep.
2: One of the things that you, you know, what you mentioned just about the biases of of teachers, and it's not an intentional thing; it's just an implicit bias. Yeah, well, yeah it, it is. is. But but study after study will show, like you mentioned, that you know, young black boys. So a young black boy can never be precocious. All right. Like he can right. never be an inquisitive. Right. Troublemaker. There right. you go. He's going. a smart Alec. Yeah. And as a result, you know the things that would that, that we would treasure in other kids, our, our kids don't ever get to be. And so those kids will be labeled as you know troublemakers, as special, you know, as um, be, our, our favorite is um, how often black kids are put in the, what the special needs programs. Yeah. 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 Right.
0: Or, or jail, the school to prison pipeline. Come
2: on now,
3: yeah. yeah.
0: But no, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me tell you this, because this is another thing that, again, just because of my upbringing, this is one of the things I realized. Can you imagine if you had black kids, elementary school kids, who understood that what you were teaching them in school was bullshit? <laughs> like, yeah, this, yeah, you're yeah. like, okay, George Washington is the great American. Like, right. Like, right. right. right? <laughs> so no. so if, if you start off from that, like even with my lessons that I teach now, yeah, I right. start off with the concept of the Constitution was written by people who owned other folks. And yeah. it was people who were upset with a country because they charged them extra for tea and stamps. There you go. And that's the truth. The, the whole concept is we, the education system has embedded lessons that they deem to be values for an American citizenry. right. You're right. Yep. right. And yep. they want everybody to subscribe to that. And the mm-hmm. trouble... Yep as a black person is you have to subscribe to it to pass the test, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. But you know it's crap. So right, yeah. if you challenge it, you either challenge a teacher who doesn't want to deal with it, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you can't me for the test, yeah. or you challenge a teacher who hasn't been exposed to it. Right. There you go. Hey, drink the Kool-Aid. So there you go. when you start presenting stuff, it's a whole different feel. And I think... Mm-hmm. America's biggest flaw that you don't see, even with South Africa after apartheid, Germany after uh, the Holocaust, That's America true. never had truth and reconciliation. A
3: there mild, go. Don't want
0: it. Truth and reconciliation. Man, so, bravo. We, don't want it. we
1: just touched on that on the past episode. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah.
0: We don't want it, so we, we perpetuate things yeah. that really can't be resolved because if the root is bad, the tree is bad. Right There we go. There you go.
1: I like there that. Look, and you know, I, I liken it to, uh, you know, an, an addict. You know, America, it really has an addiction to, uh, you know, uh, lying, cheating, stealing, <laughs> you know, the entire, if you have a bad word, just slap it on America. And until America can first admit that, yes, there's a problem, there, there's no way you can get better. They continue to hide it. You know, they continue to, you know. Cognitive dissonance kicks in.
4: Yeah. You know, they don't
1: want to believe it. You know, mm-hmm. they're in denial. Until we can as a whole, you know, accept, you know, the the atrocities of this country, there's no way that we can move forward because they say history repeats itself. But if you don't know it, it'll continue to repeat itself. Yeah, like a twelve step program. You have to admit that you have a problem. You have to admit that there is a problem there. Yes. And that's right. how you correct it.
2: Now, and you know how you know that the, the, you know, the current Confederate monument and flag debate is the greatest example of that. Yes. Oh, my God. The of Hitler in Germany. Yeah. 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 They yeah. That very quickly, that that was wrong, and they will never celebrate that. Yeah. We're still trying to celebrate stuff that the people who wanted to own other people as livestock. Come on, now. We're not, you talking, know we're not talking about a microaggression here, right? We're talking about, about, about as macro aggression as you can get. <laughs> exactly. That, that was wrong.
1: Yes, and and the 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 toughest part is this is and I'll, I I I ask my students, you know, I'll I'll say, man, you know, Hitler, he was he was a bad person, wasn't he? And they're like, yeah, he was awful, Professor Anderson. Yeah, he was terrible. And I say, you know, what's interesting is is that he was inspired to do what he did to the Jewish. He was inspired by what America did to the Native Americans in the Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. You You know? <laughs> and and then their their the jaws just hit the floor, and they're yeah.
4: like,
3: what?
1: Like no no no, and and Henry Ford funded the Nazis, yeah, and right. and several other, you know, just you know, world renowned uh, Americans, right? And yep. so, you know, when when you really think about it, again, we're taught to honor and cherish individuals who saw our ancestors as nothing more than property, yeah, you know, and, and so when we look at it, and especially like you said, to this day, you got the Confederate statues these people were traitors against America, yeah. right. you know, and so how do you honor these people? So you are just talking about a, a very confused and miseducated country. Yes. And I do think a lot of that is will, will willful ignorance truthfully, yeah. oh, sure. uh, because when it's all said and done, when you look at America, no matter what, as long as white supremacy reigns, mm-hmm. then a lot of Americans are comfortable and are okay with whatever's being perpetuated. So, yep. Until we can get to that point again, that notion of, well, well, no, everybody has an equal opportunity and everything. Until we can get to that, that point of that's not how it is for everyone. And even all four of us can say it as highly educated as we are. Okay. The, the playing field is not level.
3: Yes.
1: It's not level. And so, and, you know, I, I agree exactly what you're saying as far as those, those macro aggressions, people trying to defend that. Yeah. Like we still have those mindsets, you know, being perpetuated throughout this country, and we can't move forward until we can actually look at one another and say, "Okay, these are our, 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 you know, ugly ways, and how do we move forward and get better?" And I think that there should be some updates. You know, I tell my students all the time, our phones update daily. Why can't we update this constitution? Seriously? I
3: just don't get. It. I don't get. It. <laughs> so yeah.
2: By the way, Apple, if you're listening. Uh, I don't need an update, all right? I, I get an update every day <laughs> 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 on my phone. It just is a mess up the last program I had. I, I talk, It's good enough
3: for me. You don't
0: know have to say I have everything that I fine with. <laughs> oh, my god. <goodness>. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, yeah, you know, and, and while we're talking about it, so there's a big scandal going on in North Carolina where it comes to find out the University of North Carolina's uh, Board of Governors actually paid some Confederate sympathizing group, $2.5 million and wow. give, gave them possession of a statue that the community pulled down from off campus. Oh. Uh, and so they try to do this, you know, under the cloak of secrecy and, you know, people start snitching, which made me happy because it's nice to see white supremacists snitching on other white supremacists. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Hello. So, you know, but, but one of the things that I, I like to emphasize because I, I have a friend of mine, he's he used to be a Republican until he started realizing all this crap before Trump got elected, and now he's just nothing. But he's anti-Trump. So okay. one of the things that I started, um, you know, kind of picking on him about was I was saying, "Look, man, look at all of the attention and aggression that we getting from ripping down a uh, for ripping down a a symbol yeah, of white supremacy. Yeah. What are y'all going right. to do? When we start actually ripping down the white supremacy, right?" Come man. on man. <laughs> so one of the things one of the things that I'm I'm starting to realize is and then I get a kick out of this. People have expend spent so many resources for these statues. And I always ask my students if if somebody went and built a statue of Osama bin Laden and put it at the World Trade Center, Thank right? You. What would you do? What do you what would you expect to happen to that person? Yes. And would you then have to go through schools named after him?
3: Right. Would you then have to deal
0: with no. people who want to embody his traditions and culture, but they claim it's not racist and claim it's not Come on racist, now. Whatever. And on, then man. on top of that, you know, just being from the South, like, yes. I yeah. guess there's a concept that I had to learn early about <laughs> loss, right? Like, right. <laughs> There are some situations. There are some fights that I got in. And anybody who's been in fights will tell you, you ain't gonna win them all, right? ain't right, gonna win them all. Some right. fights that I lost, and there's some fights I should have lost because I yeah, was running right. right my mouth. And I shouldn't have done that, right?
4: Yeah, right. Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 I think that there's there's a humility that comes from being able to lose yeah. and look at somebody who beat you or who is just better than you in whatever occasion. Right. Absolutely. Extend your hand and say, "You got me today. You yeah. won't be getting me tomorrow. I'm I'll gonna do what got, I got to do on the train. Whatever, whatever, whatever." And you learn and you develop and you grow. I think for the South, what happened down here is Black people, from the moment that we got liberation, Mm -hmm. were already within a 40-year span creating Black-run cities that had
3: success
0: and that had land. Absolutely. Because we were the ones who had the skills for the farming in the first place. And when we did that... The only thing that the white society had, if you didn't have money in the white society, mm-hmm. the only thing that you had, if you were just a regular white person, was whiteness, right? right? Yep. And yeah. now yeah. that you're seeing Jay Z's, Oprah's, right. <laughs> you're, the you're Flooded with these black people who are billionaires, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And you had a 400 year advantage.
3: Come right? on,
0: man! And you still didn't do it. You still working at the same time, <laughs> and, <else> <laughs> and you don't understand how the whiteness train isn't promoting you. There so you, you go. You miss the, the, when you miss the lesson. The mm-hmm. lesson is black people. It's not just us saying, "Oh, well, we're American, so it's going to work out." No, it's black people saying, "You know what? I might not have Jeff Bezos' money." I can do this thing in this small hemisphere or corner of my community. I'm going to get my money and then I'm going to learn your system of capitalism and I'm going to bring some people up and I'm going to do that until I get maybe I'll never be Jeff Bezos but I might be a good Donald Trump. come on. (laughs) Come on, now, And I think that that intimidates white people who aren't trying. Right? Mm -hmm, So the only thing you got to as a symbol, and I always think about people. People in my eyes who who cling to symbolism if it's not part of a religion, like because confederacy is not a religion, right? Right. Yeah. So if you cling to a symbol, mm-hmm. what is that really saying? That symbol embodies your strength,
3: right? There you go. So i am
0: strong, strong as long as I can walk down the street and see mm-hmm. this white man, Confederate soldier, holding a gun against mm-hmm. many people. At, you know, the United States of America, because in his heart. He lived free. He was liberated. He didn't yeah. have to bow to what the moneyed uh, pressures were. Right? Yeah, Meanwhile, yeah. Yeah. people on the side are like, man, that's some bullshit. You know yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. Right? Like, you don't have to have a symbol. Your symbol is being able to put food on the table for your kids yeah. and now. having money for the things that you want and investing in the things that you care about. That's yeah. that's your symbol, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I think Now we're, we're progressing to a point where despite the fact that people are going crazy over the Confederate statues, which we grew up seeing. They've right. always been there. We've always been protesting. Governments have always told us, well, there's nothing they can do. We've got these statues that protect the, um, you know, the statues that are put up and you mm-hmm. know, there's nothing we can do. And the community is yep. like, okay, we pull it down. Now, now you can't put it back up because there's nothing you can do. Right. Exactly. And, yep. and We've done that. What you've done symbolically is mm-hmm. you pull down their power, Right, yeah. you pulled the power there, so now they have nothing else but to be mad and want to resurrect wow. the symbol because yeah, right. now you
4: have to
2: that you're a loser and you don't have anything better than one. There yeah. you go. That's, that's heavy. That's heavy. And, yeah. and um, actually, a real I won't be the word for it psychological or phenomenon here that's been observed. I bet you, Doctor Anderson, you know, you know about this particular um, uh, study where they took some kids in Oxford once. Mm-hmm. And, and what they did was it was brilliant. It was all white boys, right? They put mm-hmm. them in two groups, and they were they were based on how many their guesses of the how many jelly beans in a jar. All mm-hmm. right.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Now when they when they put them in the groups, they told them, and it came out with the results that you people are high guessers and you people are, are low guessers. You best mm-hmm. you guess lower and they guessed higher. The truth of the matter is they didn't. They just randomly put them in these groups. Exactly. So they started to get them together, but they did do them they said, Okay, look, high guessers. We want to give some money to the, to two different groups. Obviously, the high guessers are going to want more money for their group, right? Mm-hmm. What they found out is they would come to them and say, "Look, we're going to offer, okay, thirty pounds for your group, right, mm-hmm. and thirty pounds for their group, or we can give your group twenty-five pounds and their group fifteen.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So we can give you more, but it will still be less." Than ah. which you otherwise would get if you were willing to share it equally, and you know what the result was, but time and again, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: People were willing to accept less,
1: yeah, as long as yeah. It was
2: more than the other people got. Bottom line, mm-hmm. ah. bottom because, line. And here's what they found out: there was self-esteem mm. in having more than someone, even if it's less than what you could have. Mm-hmm. And bottom and line. You know, things are this way, where we all all have a need to be winners.
3: Yes, yeah, yeah. yes.
2: And if you can't win individually. Then you then you 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 you're willing to accept it as the group.
3: There
1: you go.
2: There you so, go. You did, even 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 soccer, you see uh, the things. And what it means to me is, you know, we understand how we come about a race, but we do it in everything. How many people you see jumping around when their team wins the Super Bowl? We love it Now only forty five people are getting a check. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But come on now. many people are running around, you know, wrecking their own
3: company. Yeah. That's
2: right that, that, that need to feel that I'm, I'm a winner, I'm part of something. Yeah. And
3: yeah, so yeah. What
2: these monuments do is, do what Jesse says, you get to walk by every day no matter how bad your life is going, you can look yeah. at it and think, okay, that, that's me.
1: Yes. That's powerful. Yeah. And the
2: challenge is to try to figure out a way where we can do this so that you don't, everyone has that need to be a winner, but that we don't do it on that basis, right? Yeah. <laughs> of whiteness or, 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 or blackness or maleness. Yeah, like, you Find a better right. way to sort of be able to celebrate each other, and as men, you know, we're talking about in this conversation, brotherhood. How, how do we get, you know, this this connection between all of us? Because it's so easy. For years, I fell into the idea. Well, I'm better than those black people.
3: And that's yeah, I mean, yep, yep.
2: there you go. Yep. So how do we get into the fact that we're in a, and some of you were doing some interesting things, Jesse? You you belong to a group there in North Carolina of some with hundred black men. Right.
0: So I'm part of 100 Black Men. I'm in the Triangle East chapter.
2: Okay. And
0: one of the things we do, we host uh, Saturday Academies where we bring mentees in uh, for a, a year long program to basically teach them things that school isn't going to teach you. So things mm-hmm. like financial management, mm-hmm. uh, things like uh, police interactions, what I taught last weekend. Yeah. I um, you yeah, know I Things that. like yeah you know, starting a business like stuff- stuff that the school isn't going to necessarily have a curriculum designed to do, but also that is going to emphasize their blackness in a space that doesn't always support blackness there right? you go and there you go. connecting them with people like the the fellows I'm in the group with I mean we're dealing with people who are like big time engineers accountants right. mm-hmm. uh judges lawyers like just to show people access right. to how things go. And and one of the things I harp on is I try to emphasize that I want all of these students to make it only because if you're getting weeded out in high school, if you get caught up in a criminal charge in high school or yeah. whatever the case in high school, yep. yeah. we can't. I won't even be able to get you to the actual yep. battlefield where I yep. am yep, to be able to carry on the torch yep. when I can't do it anymore. Yep, and I think yep. historically, one of the problems for our community is we rely on folks who've been doing this well over 60 years. If, if Al Sharpton yeah. ain't coming, or, her, or Jesse Jackson ain't coming, we yep. feel like, oh, I, I guess it's not important enough. Yeah, but we, yeah. have to, we have to train a new generation, not just for survival, but excellence. There so we that go. That when these things happen, they'll be able to step up. Not to yes. mention, it'll be more volume, because there'll be more of them yes. stepping up there and making go. statements. And I think yes. all of the students that we um, mentor, they want to do that. I don't think there's ever been an issue. And we get all kinds of students. So it's people wow. that at the schools will come and give us a little smirk and be like, you know, he's a disciplinary problem, whatever. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. right, right, But nobody, nobody's a disciplinary problem for us. And if so, on, you man. got to do it from the Marine Corps, he's going to straighten that out. Right. We <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyway, we, we get students and we bring them in. And what I've been um, privileged to be able to see over the past two years since I've been part of the organization Is I thought the power was in training and enlightening, enlightening a student to be something better in the future. But Mm. now I'm realizing that's not the benefit. The -hmm. benefit is these kids go home and tell their parents, right? Come on now. So the parents are like, hey, I never knew that home ownership was viable for me. There we go. And they talk to you about how to save for a down payment, whatever, whatever. I wonder if I can do a separate session with these fellows to help me. So we started doing joint sessions with parents, right? And now you're getting people who are saying, why am I dealing with eviction? Why am I dealing with repossessions? Why am I dealing with any of this stuff? I have the power to change my circumstances. And I now want to do it because I've got two sets of eyes looking at me. There we and go. now yep. I, now that I know better, I'm gonna do better. Right. There we so go. Yep. I think You're that's be half better. the issue. America's <laughs> white supremacist power structure is set up, in my opinion, on two things. Mm-hmm. One is, you know, access to the resources, right? Mm-hmm. So people who got yeah. money, they're gonna make on, sure man. they keep the money. Right. Absolutely. Come on. Yeah. I, yep. I think the other thing is limited access to the information. So yeah. if 100%. you don't know that there's a problem, you won't even know to do research. There Come you on, go. Now. There you so, go. I I think there are a lot of things that, you know, we can do on the information side to help people and connect people uh, and and help them navigate systems that have have been challenges for me and a lot of my colleagues who had to kind of do this themselves. Like, I think much like Sean was saying, for many of us, we were the exception. I I come from a neighborhood of 50 kids, right? Mm -hmm. 50 kids in my community. Five Mm -hmm. of us were able to get out of high school and be successful, right? And when you think about that, you know I went from an entering class of five hundred and thirty six freshmen in high school to a graduating mm. class of two hundred and eight right Ooh. so when you when you think about you know kind of the impact that everything from criminal justice involvement um you know just regular poverty issues, hey, when you yo. think about all of these things that happen, you know one of the things that I've always been I've always been, uh, benefited from mm. is being able to look back and see hey, these people are my friends. These are people that I grew up with. These aren't people who just were mean or bad from the beginning. These are right. people that we didn't know how we were going to do it. And but for me having the audacity to say, nah, yeah, I used to tell people, I want to be a doctor. That was that was my thing. And people were like, how are you going to be a doctor? We don't know no doctors. <laughs> Black right, people right. Die, right. <laughs> Whatever the case may be. And right. I, I had no clue. I had no idea how to be a doctor. All I knew is doctors is making bank, and <laughs> I got to do it to be a doctor. I'm gonna do it. And then I started taking chemistry classes, and chemistry was like, "Nah, you ain't gonna be no doctor, bro."
3: Right, right.
0: <laughs> so you know, but but in doing that, and then going through that failure of realizing, "Hey, man, I'm not good at science, and I'm scared yeah, that man. I'm not gonna be able to provide a benefit for anybody or get paid." Uh, It was in doing that that I started realizing what my actual talents were, which is Mm. writing, advocating for people. And I think it it paired itself well to be law school. And I think it's important that kids that I mentor know this because they look at us and they say, Oh, you were a professional football player. That was your goal, or you yeah. were an accountant. That was yeah. your goal. And for most of the people I know, that wasn't their goal. Like it was like, <laughs> right, look, yeah. I came yeah, yeah. in, I had to figure it out, and then when I figured yeah. it out, I was like, hey, this is the way to maximize and make money, or this is the way to start a business. The community needs this, or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And we, you, you subscribe to the things that either you're good at or that you have connections for. Bottom so line. So once you do that, kids are like, oh, so you mean. There's no linear pathway mm-hmm. to get to what I want. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You, you don't have to wait to get a college degree to start a business. You don't Come have to. Right? You don't have to. You can do that now. You can learn a trade now. Y'all there there you go to look down yep. at plumbers, but I know plumbers getting paid. So, oh, man, you know, man, absolutely. You, you, you can look into all these things and that's not to say not to go to college. That's to say go to college too. Right? Okay, <laughs> yeah. 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 You can everything you can so that you are in a position to be self-reliant, most yeah. importantly. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm convinced anybody can fire me at any point in time. I have a great job. I love the people I work with. But mm-hmm. the pink slip can you know, come whenever they want to, yeah. and I'm still going to be okay, right? Because I go. can figure out um, yeah. But likewise, once I get you through all of these initial challenges, which is already astronomical, and you shouldn't have to go through it. But mm-hmm. once I get you through this... Then it's like, welcome to the battlefield. Now let me tell you about it. Right, right, right. And let's go out here and organize and try to, you know, break down some of these systems
1: so that yes, we sir. can get more of field. I like that. Yeah, I love that.
2: That's powerful. Yeah, that's powerful. I love that. Yeah, um Hey brothers now, what do we have in, in Phoenix that, that we should, that we should be doing something similar like that? You know,
1: they had they had a hundred black men out here and I was looking to, to actually become a part of and actually was looking to, to acquire a space from them because they have a, a space in South Phoenix that they weren't utilizing. Mm-hmm. And so um, through my nonprofit, I was looking to acquire that space, but you're talking about no cooperation at all. Ooh, wow. And so I was kind of stymied right there. Um, but to be honest, um, it's, it's not much going on in Phoenix uh, at, this, at this point. Um, you know the population of us is, is is fairly low, but that doesn't mean that we should not be doing anything. But I um actually a, a colleague, a cohort member of mine, she's actually doing some work. Um, she works for the Maricopa Community College System, and okay. she's um she's very focused and fixated on the uh, getting our black black children to college. And so she's doing a lot of things with that right now. She's in uh, heavily in the, the the foundational stages, but um, I know that she mentioned about some luncheon that I wasn't able to make. But um her name is Felicia Ganther, and she's a uh, she's a juris doctorate, uh, and uh, also she's you know she's about to finish up her PhD. Uh, yeah. We're around. We'll we'll probably yeah we'll walk that stage together. So she'll finish that up. So but she's she's doing a lot of research on that. Um, and with the actually Latino males as well, but um, but as I've looked around the valley, honestly, I haven't seen much of that going on. And, and again, um, the work that I'm doing uh, through my my uh, my research and my program,
3: uh-huh. because
1: because I was so just discouraged because of the lack of commitment out here to African Americans. Um, I like I said, I I designed you know, this initiative to go national. And so, you know, of course, you definitely got to touch on local, of course, because no matter what, you're going to have to touch on the city to city. But um, like I said, for me personally, I, I haven't been able to make a steady connection with anybody out here who is looking to actually help African-American uh, children. So, um, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe we can get that started fairly yeah. soon here. Yeah,
2: so we need to reach out. and you know, And, and one of the challenges you have, you know, when you have a, a very small population i mean yeah. I, I, we're you know we a percent or two maybe two maybe two come yeah. on now yeah um is that so for instance you know police power is a big thing of mine I would to look at the to join their um you know the local chapter of the NAACP, and yeah. um and i I realized I, if I joined I'd be president
3: right the <laughs> bottom line
2: There you go. bottom line <laughs> I, I
3: I did. Some yeah, I think I think,
2: I, have, I think it opened like one person. I mean, it was like three people or something. it was a, it was a, right. a, a small number. And I was like, wow, you know, it, it, it's you know, it, it's it's partly a number thing, but then once again, it's like we end up being discouraged. There are there are enough black people. We can figure this out. Got to be hundred. Yeah, no. But 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 when it's small numbers and small involvement, you know, you sort of get um, you know, and you know, with way normally it works is a lot of times you go through the churches. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and we we have one big black church. Yeah. Pilgrim, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah um, I mean. but, but yeah, I maybe mean, we have to work some, some way to get you know, a little more involved, because here's the thing I, I found out with with young people, and just, you know, just you know, I love the fact that it, it sort of spread to the parents, but with young people, it's like just the idea, here's what we all grew up with, the idea, and you talked about it earlier, we started with this, that what you did mattered, and that you were responsible to somebody in the community. So the two of you are responsible for each other. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what, what one does reflects on the other. Yeah. I, I grew up in an age where you know where, where, the, the, you know, where I, the number one thing you go out parents be like, look, don't embarrass me in front of these white people. Come yes. on now. <laughs> hey, for real, Loud out. Right. Don't and, and embarrass. You know. And by the way, when you go into some class trip, first thing ever say is you know, don't embarrass us. Right. You know, because I like am yeah. behind you. Yeah. Sure. The thing that's valuable about that is, so I'm out in my suburb with no black people, and right. I got this crazy idea a few years ago that I would start paying it backward. And and, mm-hmm. and the idea was, I'm on the road. Anytime I see a black person, they serve me in a service position, I I, I tip them twenty dollars. Yeah, um, yeah, at least. And twenty dollars through the drive-through window. And by the way, that person's gonna ask you a question like, what you know, what what, the, what are you doing? Yeah. And and, and, and so I will always tell them, hey, look, we take care of our own, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. and the thing that I got was so I was going to McDonald's my own neighborhood. And there was, now for years, there was no problem because there was no black people working there, but eventually we got a brother working there. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Every time I went there, he was there. It was fifty uh-huh. five dollars for number five, right? Uh-huh. And I'm like, I can't afford to have this brother here. <laughs> I'm having a complain about me getting fired or something, because I, I can't keep four my when <laughs> But the thing, he told me one day, we were in the window, and I, you know, I came in the window and he said, you know, i got to tell you something, sir. You know, there are days in which, you know, a lot of people in the drive through are very nice. I'm like, yeah, I, I know. And yeah. I, I want to curse them out, but sometimes I think about you and my mother, and I think, you know, I can't do that wow. because I'd be, you know, you got to still live here. Yeah, that's awesome. And I was that's like, awesome. that is what your $20 buys, right? There you go. time yeah. Jesse spends, you know, volunteering buys is what the programs you develop and buy. It's yeah, that yep. idea that we're all in this together.
1: Yeah. Period. Yep. But, Absolutely. I like and
2: that. We There was a time, we you know, there's a little bit of time we dropped the ball on that, and we got a lot of young brothers and sisters out here just, you know, totally isolating the world on their own.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Bottom line. Yeah, and, and that, that's why, you know, I think it's important, uh, the work that my brother's doing that I'm, you know, helping him out with uh, assisting. Like I said, once we roll it out, I think it's going to be uh, uh, pretty impactful. I think it'll, you know, it'll have that reach that, you know, we're looking for to try to bring in. You know, this, this hub and, and kind of, it's a safe space for, especially black children, you know, because, um, you know, as an adult, you know how it is, uh, even with when we share, you know, uh, say black history information with some older, you know, black folks, sometimes they're in denial. They're like, no, that's not true. Right. That's not true. You know, and so we understand, you know, when it comes to children, especially, uh, like you, Sean. Uh, you're in a position, you know, obviously this brother sees that you're successful. Mm-hmm. You know, you come through, you're able to give him money. When you're in a position, when you've been, you know, quote unquote elevated, and now you're telling these kids, hey, um, this is, you know, your history or this is how you should do things. They're going to be more apt to listen to you. Truthfully. Because they see, you know, something that they can maybe aspire to be or, or a place that they can aspire to get to. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. So, yeah. We, yeah, we I mean, I think we all kind of came to the conclusion that we do need that um, solidarity, No, you know, not like not. you were mentioning, uh, <laughs> yeah. brother, uh, mm-hmm. that solidarity. But and, and I like the fact that, obviously, uh, Jesse, you're on the East Coast, and right. you guys have this thing going on. It's a lot of minds working to try and to bring that together. And I think, and I'm a real big believer in energy. You know, if we can continue to spark these minds, I don't care if we have one in Wisconsin, one in Montana, whatever it is. We continue to spark these minds and collectively, eventually, I think the universe is going to bring us all together. Yeah. And then we'll have exactly what we're looking for. So that's, that's very encouraging.
2: That. You, yeah. you, you, you sparked something with me with that Wisconsin comment. And, and we do have to address. <laughs> the, the, I've, I've, enc- I've encountered it. And I'm sure you, a couple of you have. Uh, every once in a while, I encounter an anti-brother. Yeah, yeah. There
3: you go. Oh, man. <laughs> I, hey, I, the, I, the worst.
2: The worst. the <laughs> where I was. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm giving a talk to North Dakota State Bar, and you'd be find it hard to believe, but not a lot of brothers in the room. Yeah. <laughs> so there's one brother in the room, and I'm basically giving the whole talk to him. Right? I keep, you know, nice. little side marks like, "Yeah, brother," you know, they don't know we, we this is it's a black thing. <laughs> and every time I point to him, he looked behind him. It's, Who <laughs> My heart, but I could tell <laughs> that he got in the North Dakota to hide from the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> like he didn't want to be, he even hide, he did protection, protection or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, he looked at me like the whole time, like, Brother, you blowing my cover. <laughs> 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 now, I convinced these people that I was Dominican, now you don't know, mess it all up. My- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah. oh man! Hey, hey, um, man
2: what, is, what what do we do about these brothers? Do we just sort of let it go? Is there a way, way to rehabilitate these brothers to bring them back?
3: I don't know. It's it,
1: man.
0: It's, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: It, it's the self hate is so strong within these people, man. They want to completely disassociate themselves with their skin color, and it's it's but hard. The the way that I see it is, uh, I know that there's a, a you know a story about Nat Turner, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, before they they you know got ready to ride, um, you know that you know he asked you know they who 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 all out there wasn't uh willing to die for the cause, and uh you know for whoever didn't raise their hand, you know it, it, the statement that 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 followed was you know the first order of business is to get to the killing them. Mm. Now I don't mean that in in the literal. Yeah. I mean right, like right, right. figuratively, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, figuratively what we do is, is honestly, we, it's the way that we kill them is we don't, we don't give them any attention, you know, it's it's, right, right. it's, it's kind of yeah. like what Nipsey said, you know, you put them on goofy time, just put them in the corner, yeah. you know, uh, and, and, uh, and, and we just continue to, you know, push forward because we're not going to be able to convince everyone. Um, and, 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 you know, everybody isn't willing to, to lose, you know, whatever it is that they've gained for this, I guess they feel like they can lose something or what have you, but, Kind of like the brother in North Dakota, like you said, blowing this cover, like, come yeah. on now, man, I'm in mean, good. Yeah. You know. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So.
2: And here's why I totally get it, is that, you know, and, you know, I tell people this they never believe me, but it's true, you know, I, I was Mormon, you know, I want to write a book one of these days called Six and a Half Years of Mormon, just like you right. know, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that we I think
1: that's necessary, brother.
2: Yeah. Here's what, one of the reasons we joined. I'm sure when you've been in Arizona, you've been, you've been approached. Is that man? They were good to us. Yeah, they were.
1: Yep. The yeah. Only
4: facts?
2: We got to speak. let me. You know, you know to like speak. They didn't let me speak at you know at, I just maybe remember, Let me speak with the big bishops. Whatever. I met you know three of the nine you know people who run the company. I met the president of BYU. They oh, had a, okay. I was thinking about it. You're a black person. You don't think of am you're around, right? Yeah, you know, and, so they, they, and so it's so. I understand it, it's so tempting when you're the only black person to sort of buy into that thing because you, you yeah. if you you know, long as you think about it, if you're the only one they fine.
3: Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. He's
2: bringing some brothers and cousins over for. for yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't nobody yeah. to fine anymore. But as long Come as, on, as, as, long as yeah. it's just him, they, you, you know you cool. Yeah. There's yeah. a brother who's a mayor of one of those towns in Montana. Cause, you know, if you don't yeah, know, I remember that we did we talk about it. Wow. wow. And, and I, so I understand I mean. how it's, it's it's tempting, you know, to to want yeah. to be, you know, the, that brother. Um mm-hmm. uh, but uh, but on the other hand though, it, it it's really it's really a little disheartening, I gotta tell you. It right. is. Yeah. It is.
1: I mean sure. I think that they're honestly I think that's kinda like, you know, Charles Barkley you know, you, you can have a million African-Americans saying, listen, you know, this situation is bad. You know, we're being treated, you know, just in a horrible manner and you have Charles Barkley go on television and say, no, it's not that bad. Everybody has of <laughs> opportunity. Yeah. You know, you know, then next thing you know, it's, uh, now you got 10 million white folks saying, you see, see, yep. it, it, it's not that bad. You know, all you got to do is be willing to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and so on and so forth. So, they truly can cause so much, yeah. you know, just, uh, detriment to any progress that we make. But at the same time, you know, we have to be willing to, again, just, in a sense, ignore these people. We, yeah. they, I mean, don't give them any attention. And link it, up with like minds. Link up with the people who are willing to tell their truth because yeah. we're, we're not making this up, you know, and, and I, I, I tell my students this all the time. If a hundred people walk into a building and, uh, they all walk out and two weeks later, you find out uh, 90 of them have the bird flu. You don't you don't try to just disregard the fact that this <laughs> building may be infested or it may be infected with bird flu. You understand right. what I'm saying? Like just because the, the 10 of them yeah. weren't infected. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Absolutely. But you, you, and yeah. so this is what I try to tell my <laughs> students. is like, just because 10 say it's not a problem you know you can't disregard you you can't you know judge the condition of a people off the minority. You have to look at the majority.
4: Mm. And so
1: we look at the majority of African Americans. You're gonna have the majority saying, listen, there is a problem in this country. Yeah. And that building that's infected with that bird flu is white supremacy in this country. These structures that we're under, these oppressive systems, mm-hmm. and so and we're we're impacted by them. But we do have that quote unquote talented ten. We slip through the crack and with that rose that grew from the concrete or what have you. And so, uh, you know, you have a lot of white folks who look and say, "Yeah, th- this is a meritocracy," when, when, when in, in all actuality, it's not. <laughs> yeah. You know. So. Well, you know,
0: let me let me tell you something funny because everybody likes to throw around that slogan when they want to help uh, assist in the oppression of black people. They want to throw around "lift yourself up by your bootstraps." So come on now. Uh, you know, I had I had somebody tell me that before, and I was like, okay, so when you gonna lift yours? So like, exactly. come on now,
3: there <laughs> come go. on now, there you, go. you know.
0: <laughs> The funny thing, like one of the things about white supremacy that really, really relates to me, because of course I read a lot. Yes, um, I, I think about the way that white supremacy was presented to me from jump. So I don't know if you uh, read Greco, uh, Greco-Roman mythology or Greek mythology or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like Greek mythology is exactly what capitalism and white supremacy is uh-huh. in common, right? So basically, we've got 12 people who are divine, right? that's what we all know, and they control all the resources. They can go and fix all the problems if they wanted Man. to, but they don't yep. because they want people to believe in them and worship them. There right? You go. Yeah. They don't do anything. Yeah. The people remember, who become memorable are folks like Prometheus who climbed up and stole the fire from them, right? right. They, mm, had fire. they could have brought it down at any time, but they didn't want him right. to be the person to come take it, right? There you and go. All of the systems were designed. For the worship of this structure, we're designed for uh, people to understand that if bad things happen to you, obviously it can't be based on any choices that you have or opportunity. It has to be based on this bigger institution, right? Right, right. right. Until you yep. can change the institution, you're powerless to do anything but pray and cry about it. Right. Oh, man, so there you go. What happens is, once Prometheus steals this fire, mm-hmm. he realizes. Well, I could go off and I could be the guy that says, "Hey, I got fire, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I'm like a god now. You have to come to me." But right. that's not what he did. He was like, "No, I'm gonna give everybody the fire." Right. And mm-hmm. when everybody has a little bit of fire, then guess what? People stop mm-hmm. believing in a fire, right? Hello, <laughs> like, man. No, hello, yes yeah, sir. sir. It's one of those things where you take you take a resource away, and yeah. the benefit of being black on top of this is. We never really required much to be able to operate. And so we're yes. on, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, I know for me, it's nice that you go without eating or if Thanksgiving come around, my mom will make miracles happen. So right. yeah. Very limited quantities of supplies. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we don't need much in order to operate because, one, we're going to be able to stretch 2 yeah. we're going to have. Unity, brotherhood, sisterhood. So there's an aunt that's going to bring the, the mashed potatoes. There's there you go. There, yeah, there you show. go. Like, you yep. can put it together to make things work. And mm-hmm. what, what happens is when you're able to show opportunity after opportunity where you've made it work, despite mm-hmm. the fact that a white person similarly situated in that situation would have an emotional breakdown trying yeah. to figure out how it's going to work, you've made Definitely. it work independent yeah. of the system that they want you to believe in. Mm-hmm. And independent of the deity that they want you to accept, at, which is white supremacy. Come so you're know, like, oh, yes, I can do it without it. And when you yes. do it without, you become successful. It makes everybody operating in the system black, white, Latino, yes. Asian, whatever challenge the system, right? Yeah. Like, yes. Why are they?
1: Why can they do it? And well, that that's why the Black Panthers were so dangerous. Yep. Yeah. Period. I, I,
0: Absolutely, it's like wow, what you know, and and not only dangerous. This is what used to really get me about them. So the government invested all this time and effort to basically destroy and uproot them. Yeah. But the government still obviously recognized there was value in the plan yeah. they did. Because what do My we mind. have? Free breakfast. Yeah. 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 Oh, we got sickle cell anemia tested. Got yeah. WIC.
1: The WIC program.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. We are. Come on now. You, you thought the programs that they were doing obviously had some kind of benefit for yeah. you, right? Yeah. And you mm-hmm. that somebody else put together the apparatus to do it and did not have to depend on begging a government yeah. Come on now. to make it happen. Yeah, and there I you think go. To me, that's the challenge that they hated more than the Alameda County Courthouse with guns. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I- they got more guns than us. They can figure that out. Yeah, the, exactly. The once you educate children, right, and you indoctrinate children into understanding what their role in society is, mm-hmm. what how they can get around this system that is trying to be forced mm-hmm. down their throats, mm-hmm. and you get them a position to be able to unify in brotherhood with other people who are similarly situated. There then we go. I like that. The community to mm-hmm. break through barriers that people as an individual can't. Absolutely. And get back to you know the the anti-black. I think one of the benefits for people who are anti-black are that they have found a pocket of acceptance
3: mm-hmm.
0: in shunning their blackness. Yes. A pocket of acceptance is a permissive pocket of acceptance. So mm-hmm. the moment they step outside of that zone and they become public enemy number one, then mm-hmm. that society that has embraced them so much can just as easily turn on them yeah, and no. Have to figure it out. So sooner or later, everybody has to come home. Yeah, um, I, mean, I deal on, with okay. right? I deal with anti-black people. I'm, yeah. I'm never gonna shun them. I'm never gonna be mean to them. I'm just gonna you know let them figure it out and yeah, always it. open door and a light on because I'm like one day it's gonna come.
1: you're yep, gonna, yeah. need, you're you gonna don't come have back. your black moment. Yep.
0: Yep. The resources. My hope is that when you come back, one, you feel comfortable enough to come to me and talk to me about it. right you for what all the decisions you made, absolutely, I'm work, work. but I'm still gonna help because there you we know, go. Who your freedom fighters of the future are going to be, thank and you. Yeah, already embedded in the system to mm. understand how to dismantle it, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm fine with that. I, I just think that, um, my big thing is for the majority of black people, I want us to love us. We, yes. We're being taught about how we're not good enough or what our shortcomings are, you yeah. know, what we're prone to do. Right. But nobody ever takes time to sit down and talk about what we've accomplished, the things that we've done, the yeah. influences yeah. we've made, the legal changes that we've been able to illustrate. Yeah. Nobody down to really embrace that, because in a country where you were given nothing and you were deemed property Come in on. Less than the 300 years of this country's operation, you've been able to move the pendulum from being a yeah. to being a decision maker, right? Come on, man. Yep. So my, my whole thing is we can do all kinds of things because we come from stock of people who did Thank powerful, you. unbelievable things. Hello. And, and if the kids don't understand that, then they're getting fed a false narrative about there you go. as opposed to understanding the context.
1: Mhm. Mhm. Nailed it. You nailed it. Absolutely. Hey, uh I was I wanted to ask, uh, you know, since we're on that topic of white supremacy, uh and I don't know how, how you guys feel about animals, but how do you feel about the uh Michael Vick situation?
0: Oh. Oh <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, he he wrote about it. Oh yeah? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. you know like so here's my thing. Right. I look at the Michael Vick situation. Well, first of all, I look at this in a very different situation because I think that the way that the black community and dog ownership goes is vastly different from the mm-hmm. white community and dog ownership. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think all my community were tools for security, <laughs> like security, yeah. your best friend to take pictures with. Right. Right. I'm on now. yes, you know, that kind of thing. So you know, and and not that's not to say that you know they deserve to be abused or anything like that, mm-hmm. but I also we have a criminal justice system that presided over a case. The man mm-hmm. went to prison for the conviction of what yeah. it, what he was accused for. He mm-hmm. did his time, right? Time mm-hmm. <laughs> he comes out now. Since that time, he's done things that I wouldn't have even advised him to do as an attorney. He's yeah. donated yeah. money to animal rights causes. Right. I wouldn't do that. Wow. Um, he's he's been trying to, in a sense, I think Michael Vick is trying to run in the race for. NFL's, I not want to say token, but for yeah. lack of a better term, token particularly with Colin Kaepernick as the uh, antithesis right
3: now. There man. you right? go.
0: It's, it's working for him because after all those years of rejection, there the you man, go. NFL is standing in behind him, like, we don't there care what go. the hate say. We're still going to honor him at the Pro Bowl. Right, mean, blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Um, yep. So that's one thing, but I also think that we have to deal with the fact that black people, when it comes to white supremacists, Power structure. We were deemed a property, and we're still deemed property, whether or not we're defined as that or not. So, in in being deemed property, whereas they don't value animals as property, right? Mm-hmm. Animals are property,
3: animals, right? In yeah, yeah. being
0: deemed property, people can overlook um, all of the black people who have been killed from Sandra Bland, Alton Sterling, John Crawford, Tamir Rice, all the black people been killed by police. We can absolutely ignore that.
1: Exactly right. right? right?
0: Yep. Back almost fifteen years for some guy who, <laughs> yeah. who, who did some stuff to dog, which it wasn't even just him. Like this was, you know, this is an organization of people that he grew up with who were involved in dog fighting, right. and yes. he did some bad things with the dogs as well. But this was part of an enterprise. So even some of the stuff that he took the blame for ultimately yeah. wasn't yeah. necessarily directly caused by him, right? Exactly. He took the fall because you financed it, yeah, right?
3: Exactly. So,
0: so I, I guess exactly. my problem is, how can we so readily overlook black destruction and death that is on your nightly news? Yes. We can easily castigate against somebody who is has paid their debt to society, yes. uh, has done everything that white people want them to do, sure. basically at this point. Sure. Left is the tap dance on TV, and he'll probably do that at the Pro Bowl.
4: So, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely,
3: yep.
0: And um and people are still like, I
3: could, I could, right. I could never forgive.
0: Um, and and then on top of that, I just feel like, you know, there's a different standard. We talked about this earlier too with black teenagers. Um, mm-hmm. they're not allowed to be kids, right? No. Right. no. Teenagers are super predators. Like we we've, yep. we've got all these other things that are going on that is a, a societal marker about who we are. So Mm -hmm. whenever you get yourself embroiled in anything that's criminal, Mm -hmm. right, then it's reinforcement to a white supremacist society that Mm -hmm. that's what you are, right? So it doesn't matter if he's paid his debt because now he's been convicted and Mm -hmm. he's always going to be a criminal. Now, meanwhile, a lot of people that you represent who are white have just as many convictions, if not more, but but... the system was lenient with them. They didn't no. necessarily have to have the sentencing or they created new statues for expungements. They gave expungements <laughs> all yes. kinds of things that, that we just weren't privy to. Right. And as well, they can present themselves as a much cleaner version of who they are, mm-hmm. as opposed to what you we know if we just run a security number through the court system. Right, mm-hmm. right.
1: But the thing about Michael Vick, didn't he come back and play Yeah, after prison? You a contract. Yeah, but that's the part I don't get. Is It's like you would think he, this, all of this just happened and yeah. then now the, you know, NFL wants to, you know, use him as this you know, kind of you know, how they gonna stand behind a black guy or something, how they yeah. gonna, you know you know, because, you know, when Michael Vick, whenever the Colin Kaepernick thing started and he said, oh, he should cut his hair right. like that was, you know, that was Michael Vick trying to, you know, get in position right there. There you go. And right. uh I don't know. You it, it, you you did bring up a great point about you know how the NFL wanted to use Michael Vick for this situation, but oh
3: yeah, yeah you know yeah, when yeah. I when I
1: look at it, I'm like it, I don't know. And, and just how you were talking about like with animals, it is it it blows my mind because I really would like to try it, but I just don't have the time or the energy to do it. But <laughs> you know when it comes to especially in Arizona, and Sean, you know, out here when it comes to you know European Americans and their dogs. Like, it's to the point where they're allowed to take them to work with them.
3: Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, right. I right.
1: <laughs> and now, I I, I'm, I'm, I look at this, and I'm like, okay. And I see them come in the mall and a restaurant, whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, now, if you had a bunch of black people with dogs, yeah, do you think that that would be acceptable?
2: Hell no. Hell no. <laughs>
0: You gotta okay, do the man. You gotta do the experiment, uh, man. Do the experiment. <laughs> and make sure you get pit bulls and rottweilers. Like yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> walk in the grocery okay. store with pit bulls and rottweilers, and see won't they have management coming over
2: there? Yeah. Yeah. I gotta tell you, I'm not even sure we should be allowed to own dogs. Uh, <laughs> Because our relationship is so different. I yeah. can't imagine, if, brother, any man, I ever, any, any woman, black many black women, you know, holding a little rat dog and kissing him in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> we had a dog, we, a long time ago growing up, we had a dog, and this is how you know different difference between a black dog and a dog. The dog that was raised in the hood, the dog was raised in the suburbs, right? <laughs> when I opened the front door, my two rat, uh, my two toy stupid-ass dogs, they don't make a run for it. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, if you let the door even crack open, you didn't have no dog anymore. Come Come no, can't That wait. is a great point. There you go. <laughs> you can't wait to get the hell away from home, right? <laughs> <laughs> My dogs ain't going nowhere. They're like, I ain't got nowhere that could possibly be better than here, right? Right. right. <laughs> I'm putting them in the bed with the kids. Like, I ain't <laughs> never going to get to that place. <laughs> Exactly. And, 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 you know, where where our, our relationship with dogs is just different, right? Like yeah, I said, watch dog, or it's just like, you know, think about it not a lot of black people, you don't know, have dogs you keep in the house. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yep, yep.
2: Right? And, yep. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's, 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 and so it's different. You know, the thing that, that sort of turned me off of the whole thing, and, and, you know, Dusty sort of mentioned that, is at first I was like, yeah, they probably should do a little better. And then, you know, the, the Michael Vick, and then I started seeing these people talking about, you know, I never forget, them, I never forget. Yeah. them. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. You in right. huh. their mind? You know, we live in a country where we technically forgive people for, for you know that that woman who ran, who I love this who who, who remember uh, drove her kids in the lake. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She about yeah. to get out. You think anybody gonna be running around? going, I never forgive her.
3: Exactly.
2: Right. Her, I That's real. People. Everybody else is gonna be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. She served her time. And I'm yeah. like, the thing where you know, like I said, it's it's not the same thing. And you know, and and the idea, you know, that that somehow, you know, we are just—it it, it was different than even, you know, the crime itself. It became more of a personal thing, right? Where he is now labeled as not someone who did a bad thing, but he is that bad thing. Yeah. There you go. Yes.
1: And Why, he is the face of we animal abuse.
2: We're supposed abuse. to be Christians where we believe in redemption. Yes. But not for not, not 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 only for some people.
1: Yeah. Yep. Come on now, you you know you know what it is. It's it's. It's never, obviously, you know, it's always that double standard when it comes to us. You know, they, any chance they can get to, you know, villainize us, and it's, it's going to happen, but
3: yeah.
1: I just, you know, even when they show, like, these trophy hunters who are going over to after and killing, right. like, these, right. you know, these majestic, beautiful creatures, yeah. like, you know, in their natural habitat, not yes. hurting anyone, you know, like, I just, I don't see how this society, like, with a a clean a clean mind overlooks that, but then you know raise hell about you know the dogs. And I mean I love dogs. I, I mean I don't have a problem or I don't think I've been a uh, you know abused any animals or anything like that. But when you're actually going and killing animals and then taking pictures with them, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, I'm that's sorry. You not- taking pictures with their corpse. There's something wrong with you.
2: Well, please. I've seen people in and you. And you know, and, and, you know. I've been to many people's houses where they got a big old dead animal on the wall. Oh, yes. Oh. Yes. Period. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, like yeah, you are yeah. you know, talking about big, Pick- I, I don't see him with no animals on the wall. Yeah. You, know what I mean?
1: <laughs> you know, and 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 everything you you hearing yeah. is hearsay. You know, from the the people who rolled over on him. Yeah. You know, like uh, Jesse said, he, he stepped up and he took it or whatever. But mm-hmm. you no, know, that's all hearsay. They didn't actually see it or anything like right. that. But. We're actually seeing these pictures right, right. In, or, with people with these corpses holding their antlers, and, and you know, by, by these big elephants and uh, lions and things. And right. there's no no sort of outrage, like they're they're you know celebrated for this. It, it's just like the Jimmy John's uh, owner. You know, nobody's boycotting Jimmy John's, and he goes and kills all the really? all the uh, animals. Right,
2: man. Well, I tell, you, I've been boycotting them for years, and let me tell you why. <laughs> because. I like my sandwich is hot, damn it! I'm not feeling you that cold but I my friend. If you out know, there, kiss my ass! I'm telling you, get a damn oven in there. Oh my
1: god! No, seriously, like I don't understand how it's so popular. Like I remember when it was in Illinois, in uh Southern Illinois, and it was like in this small town, Carbondale. And it was like a big deal because it would stay open later. Right, right, right. I used to go down there and party when I was, you know, in college, and a lot of people that we went to high school with, they went there. I was like, Jimmy John's, okay. And I'm like, well, it's cold, but I'm like, it's local, so I get, I see why it's popular. Popular. I didn't expect it to get that that big, especially being cold sandwiches like that. So really, was, I agree.
3: <laughs>
2: I, I think it's it.
1: bicycles,
0: man. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's
2: <laughs> <the> bicycles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah,
0: really right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's
2: the boss, yeah, uh, man. Like that. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, yeah. we can do this all night, we're gonna wrap up. Anyone have any final words or closing prayer? <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: uh, I wanted to just say uh uh to be honest, uh Jesse, how old are you, sir? Uh, thirty six. 36, all right. Yeah, we're 34. No,
2: no, he, um, he, he, no, no, let's be clear about that. Jesse is yes, sir. I guess sir.
3: Oh, <laughs> 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 hey,
2: and, I guess hey, hey. sir. I've, I've been meaning to write about this forever. This has changed my life. I meet with this brother, right? And this brother, you know, and, and he's and he calling me sir. And mm-hmm. I used to always say to people, like, no, 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 my, my daddy's Mr. Carter, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. But I'm halfway into it, I started liking it. <laughs> <laughs> And, and so, you know, of course, I paid for the for, for the breakfast because that's what you do when you serve. So you have to pay, right? Right. <laughs> right? But the question is, now if you're 51, you got to call me sir, right? <laughs>
1: hey, I mean, I talk to my kids that way as well. I just, you know, that's just a standard. You know, my dad and. You know, they were like my brother said, you know, very militant. And, right. you know, I think it, it does a good job of setting that standard as far as, you know, if, if someone speaks to you in that way, even your child, you know, instead of them saying, yeah, you know, I don't have to, you know, misread their tone or anything. It's like, uh, yeah, you know, you, know, that, you know,
0: that's a good point. You that, know, that's a good point because uh, I, I was raised very similar. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, like, my mom is, yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. And she's Come only on, about uh 5'2". But right. I know the power of the backhand. It's very <laughs> forceful. Um, exactly, and, and and you just don't know. Like you know, you might just be. I know. I remember one time she asked me a question and I was on the phone and I'm not good with handling multiple conversations at once. I was saying I was responding to somebody on the phone and she was like, what? Like, oh, my goodness. Right. The beating that happened. right? right? So, yeah, I think I think older black generation for sure. Uh, yeah. They want to make sure you got. Prefixes and stuff. Yes,
3: yes. Point. Point. But, but yeah. I like,
2: it. you know, I, my, my wife is only is eight is eight months younger than me. I tried it with her. It didn't work It didn't work as
3: well.
1: <laughs> no, uh, no, but I I just wanted to say uh, to be honest because you know we were hardcore athletes our whole lives. And um, I mean, for the majority, that was our main focus. And when we made this shift to go into academia and start to, you know, build that brain muscle just as big as we did with our, you know, biceps and our pecs and our legs. And it was, it was kind of scary because we were still surrounded by all athletes mm-hmm. and we needed, you know, uh, examples to see, yeah, you know, and when, when we, <laughs> we had this thirst for knowledge, and we wanted that knowledge that, you know, fed our soul and our spirit, which is black history. But also, you want to see those black examples. And, you know, I just want to, you know, salute you, brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, and I did when I came across uh Sean. You know, I was just looking and I saw that post and it, it just all made sense. It was about that package that was delivered Ooh. at your house. And, mm-hmm. you know, and people, you know, they might look at that especially if they haven't lived that life they'll look at that and say oh he's just making a big deal but it was so powerful because that that something that small in, in what you wrote it has been you know lived out you know in different scenarios just mm-hmm. like with both Jean, you know she walks yeah. into this dude's apartment and assassinates him you know that that should be capital murder right there but it's like Something that small, like you said, if I even put my kid or myself in that situation, that is going. You know, we're we're taking a risk just with something that small. So when I saw that, I was like, man. And so I started looking at all your other posts, and I'm like, man, this brother sharp, and he is very unafraid to speak up on, you know, the truth <laughs> right. and, and and honestly, because. You know how we grew up, and I'm sure Jesse. You know, you know, you you knew uh, the streets and, and and things like that as well. You know, you have this this fearless mentality, and you know it to us. Now we were fearless on the field, but now intellectually you have to figure out like how fearless can I be? And when I saw you, Sean, I just it was so refreshing because you can be yourself and nobody. Is going to challenge you because of your credentials, but everything that you say is factual, exactly, and and it's just going to be hard to to go against you because I mean you sharp with with, with the pen, oh yeah, you sharp with it, and and. Oh, I appreciate so,
2: you. Let me just say, you know, th- th- that's 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 the thing we're, we're always sort of going back and forth on. I tell you, recently I've had some 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 trepidations. I've I've, I've lost some 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 clients over it, mm-hmm. some, some money over it. Yeah. Um, you know, being so outspoken, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I, I do it again. Sure. Um, but, but 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 you know, there. And so he was you know, I, I got lucky to since that. You know, one of the things that's allowed me to, to to be a little more outspoken the most is that you know I have my own business now. Having your own business, I mean, you know, we always. Oh, I get my own business, I work for myself. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. you work for a whole bunch of different bosses. Yeah. I've always required yeah. myself never having any ball any any client that was more than five percent of my business. There you so, go. You know, okay. have that, that that flexibility to walk away or have them walk away anytime and not, you know, be be be, be in, you know uh yeah. beholden to them. Mm-hmm. But you know, there are times in which I have to look back and go, ooh, you know, maybe I shouldn't yeah. have ever, and, and the the thing about it is. One of the things that's allowed me to be more outspoken than most is humor. Yes. yes you know, yeah. Absolutely. Is, yep. you know, if you want to tell people the truth, there are three ways to do it you can do it anonymously, mm-hmm. posthumously, or humorously.
4: Uh-huh. Okay. I like
2: that. And, you, yeah. <laughs> I like and, that. Yeah. And you're a little too young to do posthumously. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, you know, like I said, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing where. It, you know, I don't want to hold myself as, as a model there because they, there's, no. there's, there's some cost. And uh, this Christmas, yes. I mean, um, it, it's not going to be all Xbox and PlayStation. They're going to be some yes. soft underwear under the tree this year, right? Right, right. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I understand that.
1: You know, I, I understand, um, you know, obviously being diplomatic at the same time. But right. well, what, it, what it shows is that, you know, having that confidence in yourself, to you, obviously, what I knew was you obviously have put yourself in a situation to where you can be fearless.
0: Right. I'm not saying
1: that you should always walk into corporate America and then start telling white imagine? folks about themselves. <laughs> you know, you know. I understand that part as well, but what I'm saying is like it made me just because of the the history that we studied and the knowledge that we gained, it it, it empowered us in that way. And to go into academia, it just I don't know, to to couple that, you know, with the education, uh, the formal education, but then also the independent research, you know, learning about self, it was just, it was powerful just to see a black man speaking his mind. Yeah. And obviously he had put himself in a situation to where he can speak his mind. And you see all these white people, you know, uh I, I call them quote unquote, maybe uh they're not intellectual cowards. Like they're open to, you know, hearing some truth. It was like, because you were, you know, you have the education and like you said, the humor, now you can deliver that truth because it's, it's the same truth. It's just, you know, you dress it up a little differently. So that in itself, you know, gave me more confidence, you know, and that's why I told my brother, I'm like, man, look at this because we do like to speak up on things. And, you know, my brother, obviously is a professor and just like uh, Jesse as well, but and they, they do it, you know, they have to do it with a diplomatic yeah, yeah
2: exactly but you, you, know. You, you know you you heard my origin story right Origin, your origin you know how superman has no origin batman right you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. origin story where you know what mm-hmm. made it be, you know me me and the sean codger right the crazy yeah. you know um you know shit talking brother yeah you you, you, ever, you know and both of you i don't if you ever saw the movie for the 40 year old virgin Oh, no, yes, we have. Oh, yeah. Okay. Time to time. Kevin Hart's in the store with the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, right? And, with, and uh, Romani Malco. Yeah. Basically, they're, they're having this, this dispute, and, and, and Kevin uh, and Kevin Hart's like, come, come on, I can you? my name. You know, you I ain't, and eventually he goes too far with Romani <laughs> <laughs> Nigga here now.
3: <laughs> 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 and the election
2: of Trump was my new here now? <laughs> I tried to be professional. I tried to be reasonable with yep. for, for almost fifty years, but mm-hmm. when you elect Trump to be president, nigga, yeah. uh, <laughs> now, all right? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh my god! I'm like,
2: you elected someone who we don't even know can read to be president. Nice. Seriously, <laughs> yes. You yes. know, there's no vocabulary no doesn't even sound like the part. Nevertheless, being you know thank you. And, and
4: yep.
2: well, he don't even look the part, right? No but, I don't money. And, and nope. you did that, I was like, you know what? I'm no more Mr. Respectable. And, you know, I, I love <laughs> Mr. Obama, respectable brother. Uh, yep. But but no, no, I'm not. I'm not doing Obama no more.
1: No, no, yeah, no. yeah.
2: <laughs> no, that, <laughs> that
1: that's, that's big though because you know, like, like I was just saying what i just you know for us to transition you know the switch lanes like that and see you guys who obviously you know been on that academic path and that you know professional they actually being in the professional realm especially being in law it's just it's inspiring for us especially for the initiatives that we want to roll out with the kids and stuff it's the kids need to see people like you all yes they right. they need to see that because they don't know just because they 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 think when you're under the bright lights, that's when, you know, that that's who you want to, you know, should aspire to be like. But, you know, more than likely you're going to end up being like you guys are saying, you know, when they were little, they didn't want to be an accountant or, you know, maybe even an attorney or something like that. Like, Jesse, how you said you found your way or whatever. Like, they need to see that because it really is inspiring. Because for, even from my brother and I, it's inspiring when we see other educated brothers because where we come from, it's just not like that, it, you know, and, and sisters as well. But where we come from, it's, it's the streets, you know, and we, we try to, we're trying to push this narrative to, you know, people back home, like, you don't only need to travel this entertainment path, you can go, you know, the educational route, and it's it's, it's more longevity in it anyway, you know, and, and a better quality of life, And in my opinion, you know, just from, you know, being the, the uh, athlete and doing all that, I just feel like it's a big... um it's a big waste of time to be honest. Like it was a a decent experience. It wasn't all it was hyped up to be, but um, you know, I just think uh, you know, the path that you guys chose is kind of where you know the majority of our kids need to be going anyway.
0: Yeah, that yeah. makes me feel a lot better because I I just I've been waiting on Roger Goodell <laughs>
2: <laughs> to call me. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Just what you going now that you 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 getting all skinny? What you gonna play now?
4: Huh? <laughs> No, nah, I mean, you know, I, I always,
0: I, I wanted, you know, I wanted to go to the NFL, you know, and and this is the curse for me. Um, I was in high school with a guy who ended up going to the NFL. Oh, really? And he huh. he used to uh, call and, and email me and report. Uh, <laughs> All the oh cool my things God. that he was doing. He's like, oh yeah, man, I'm at a party with Steven Jackson and, and no. uh, Tori Hope. We, we at Madonna's house. Look at these pictures. Oh. Like, everybody here is dressed up. Oh, oh man, no. I, I think I saw Rihanna. Like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and meanwhile, I'm in here in an old crusty old English law book. And I'm right, like, look, man. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, like, yeah. Man, you right. could have did this with a little more hard work, you could have been up here. I was like, no, you were in high school jumping over grown men. I all don't right think on, that's right. the same thing. there you go. Yeah. yeah there you but go.
3: Yeah, man, you know, man. It's,
0: go it's, it's it's an interesting um dilemma. But you know, and, and I joke and I kid, but one of the things I think, um uh, particularly in, in low income demographics is we believe that's the way because that's what we see. But even yeah, in those
4: avenues,
0: mm-hmm. white men control it, right? So yeah, if if, yeah. if you know when I used to do music law, half yeah. of the frustration and, and the hair pulling was yep. me trying to convince somebody to understand that even though it's great that mm-hmm. you got this offer for a deal. It's mm-hmm. not the type of deal that you think it Thank is, you, right? and you're going to yep. be making the nickel for every <laughs> apple There you go. Yep. Uh, and, and, you know, like just little things like that where people don't understand business. So my thing is, mm-hmm. in America, you can do anything you want to do as long as you understand the business principles behind it. Right. right you go. So if you, you understand go. who's getting the money, yep. you need to know how to contract, not let them get your money, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, um, even mm-hmm. with, you know, podcasting. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that you all are going to be doing the same thing. But with yeah, podcasting, at some point, everybody who we've seen growing their podcast since we've mm-hmm. been operational, mm-hmm. they're gonna, there's going to come a point where people are going to start getting deals because podcasting to be yep. the wave of the future. Right. Yep. And when mm-hmm. these deals come, one of mm-hmm. the first things they try to do is brand you mm-hmm. as talent, mm-hmm. not brand the fact that you've built an audience from scratch, yeah, so, not yep. not try to brand any of the ownership or the, the ideas that you have put out into mm-hmm. the atmosphere and the sustainability of that audience. They're going to try to brand you as, oh yeah, you're talent, and they're going to oh, yes. try to take two-thirds of your money to yep. pay you a check, which seems Ooh. good until yep. you realize how much the other two-thirds of your money is. There you go. Come so there you go. I think e- even with, you know, and that's for anything, even with people who, if you become an employee, um, you know, I had a lot of friends of mine when they graduated who they were able to go and they get their dream job working at the firm in New York they wanted to work at. But mm-hmm. then they're worried because they never get to go home, wife starts cheating, whatever the case may yeah. be. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's like, well, what do you expect her to do? You was exact Yeah. Come on, now. Yeah. Yep. So, so it's one of those things where I feel like you have <sighs> to first, I mean, Wu-Tang taught us this, you got to read the labels, Right. Right. So, <laughs> Come on Read the label first to understand what you're getting into. And uh-huh. then negotiate what you think, what your skill sets that I think for uh-huh. our community and our demographic uh-huh. aren't emphasized. So, we uh-huh. don't negotiate. We think the accomplishment is the achievement, right? There you I go. Got a yep. deal. I yep. got a deal. I'm going wow. to go back to where I got a deal. And they gave me $10,000 advance money. So, I'm going to go out here. Blow to ten thousand dollars, and then when yep. it's time to shoot a video, and I don't have no money, I need yep. to ask them for another advance. So I'm <laughs> hey, for yep. Come say. on, man. Yep. Um, yep. And and you know, and and the only reason it frustrates me is because likewise, I also represented some white groups who did pop and rock, and yeah. their deals didn't look anything like that, right? Yeah. Like their deals was, oh yeah, full creative control. Oh wow. yes, you get you know um, two dollars and fifty cent per album sold. Yeah, oh was. yes. We're going to set you up with Toby, uh, with Toby Keith. And, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, we're going to do wow. this. And there's so much like it, it's not it, it's almost like for hip hop, it was competitive. but yeah. for everybody else, it was collaborative. Right. Aye, wow. aye. And it's just like, wow, I don't understand, you know, why things are the way they are. But yeah. it's because we allow them to be. Yeah. The there you go. Right. Yep. So yes. anyway, I know I can talk to y'all all night, but I want to make sure that you all get a chance to plug your podcast. Uh, let everybody know where they can find it and where okay. they can find and contact you guys.
1: Yes, sir. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I appreciate that. Um, we are, you know, the Distinguished Twins podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Uh, we're also on YouTube at Distinguished Twins. Um, what else? Oh, Facebook. We're Distinguished Twins. That's our page. Uh, you can like it. Uh, on Instagram, we're at Distinguished Twins, and uh, on Twitter is underscore Distinguished Two. So you can reach us on you know any one of those platforms, or uh, listen to uh, you know our podcast on. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, or view on YouTube. You know, Distinguished okay. Twins. So. And,
0: and just so y'all know, because I'm a supporter, yes, just sir. got a, a new subscriber. So I'm hey. subscribed. I got my little check mark.
1: Okay. So I you, brother.
0: I am on board.
1: I yeah. appreciate it. Thank you, brother. <laughs> appreciate it. No problem. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, That's brotherhood, I, it right
2: there. There you go. Really, really appreciate you know for 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 the, the audience. Hey, thanks so much. It's been a, an interesting 2019. Uh, 2020 is going to be even more interesting. At the end of the year, it might be bad interesting or good interesting. We'll find out.
1: Yes, sir. Right. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> okay.
2: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: and if cool you haven't out. already uh found us, make sure check out Brothers in Law, that's B R U T H A S N Law, L A W. Uh on Facebook we have very lively conversations that we try to keep people informed of. Uh even when they don't include Michael Vick. So <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go.
2: <laughs> but they're yes, uh or or Jesse from uh, from from Empire.
1: Just yeah. Smollett. Juicy smoo- oh
2: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah,
2: oh <laughs> yeah,
1: Man, and then that girl go and, and fake that kidnapping. Oh my oh, oh, God! Come oh, on, my man. Goodness. Setting us back, man. Well, you know, in her
0: defense, <laughs> yeah. in her, come on. Down. In her defense, uh-huh. and they were going to take her back to Honduras. Oh,
3: okay, I right. oh, okay. <laughs>
0: Desperate okay. sounds call for desperate measures. There I we go. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm a little more understanding now. There we go. <laughs> sounds about
2: right. Come on. Hey, but it was definitely always a pleasure, brothers. We'll see you next time. The audience, hey, everybody. We'll see you in 2020. Everyone take okay. care.
1: Yes, Likewise. Sir. All right. All well, right. Thank all you for having us on again. Y'all take care. Yep. Have Goodbye, a good night. Everybody. All right.